in three, two, one. What's going on, man? Johnny G in the house. How you doing? Hey, G. I'm doing all right. It's always good when we're doing a podcast, whenever we come back, whenever we do previous podcasts, whenever you do something new, there's always that that uh that feeling in the air that this might be the last time you know if we if we if we're not disciplined this could definitely be one of the last podcasts so every time we get in front of these mics and sit down it's good bro good things will happen good to see it's uh like yeah you're saying about new things obviously people try new things every day Mm -hmm. but you have a certain time period to work with that if you stop trying that like for example this podcast right Mm mm-hmm we really have to take energy to do a podcast and you know the day we stop trying to do a podcast the next day is going to be that much easier just to say hey we'll do it another day and that's how it kind of fades away so yeah but like you said it's always good seeing you yeah man likewise you gotta put that muscle memory in dude it just goes with anything new that you're trying to do in life you want to work out first couple of times are kind of a given that you're gonna stick with those just because everybody has that initial energy but it's those third days, those fourth days, those fifth days, you know, that those are the ones that are pretty grueling. And those are the ones you really want to want to stick out, because if you can get a good habit going, a good um, a good routine with it, some really, really cool things can happen. And people miss out on a lot of things in life because either one, they're not too disciplined or things got a little too hard or they just, you know, quit way too easily. You can have a lot of fun, man. You know, hard work and fun. People don't like to associate the two, but they go hand in hand, honestly. When you when you grind, when you hustle, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you take care of what you're supposed to, the fun times just keep rolling, man. And that's just kind of something I'm I'm starting to figure out more and more, you know. And like I said, as we as we do these podcasts, I grow to appreciate that that concept and that ideology a little more. So, yeah, man, it's good to see you. I'm, yeah, I'm glad to be here yeah. talking with you. We're we're back and we're better than ever. Each time we're coming back better and stronger, dude. That's what it's all about. I mean, the numbers would say we're doing horrible right now. I mean, yeah, the numbers are going down. We're yeah, terrible. We're terrible. But, mean, but when we get canceled and when we stop doing the podcast, it's not because we didn't try. It's going to be because they kicked our ass off Spotify or whatever fucking platform we're putting these out there. Yeah. So um, that's just how it goes, man. You got to keep trying. Fight the good fight. That's what it's all about. Of course. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back to what you're saying about trying new things. I mean, it brings up the whole situation. Oh, what did you do, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's no bad knees in there. Okay. But, like, I mean, for example, New Year's resolutions, right? Every year people are like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. start working out. And mm-hmm. it starts off good, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. let's, just, let's say, for example, my New Year's resolution yeah. was to work out five times a week it's a popular one like i i did like I, I forgot what i was on but like gym membership soar the beginning of the year because everybody's making that resolution i'm gonna go work yeah. out more i'm gonna uh-huh. eat healthy i'm gonna do this and that and i think by the second week or third week in january uh-huh. i mean they're they stopped going to the gym and, yeah. and the, the whole thing with i mean this podcast is we just got to stick with it Mm-hmm. I don't know. You've heard this saying. Like, if you can stick to, is it like 14, 14 days, two weeks? If you can do something constantly for two weeks, mm-hmm. it becomes a habit. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's that? I haven't heard number? that quote. I've heard a variation of that quote. I heard that um, if you do something for 10,000 hours, that's you become an habit. expert or right. you become, that's when you become really good at something after doing that specific thing for 10,000 hours or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Same concept, right? Mm-hmm. You stick with it and eventually it becomes part of your DNA and it's just second nature. You're just yeah. rolling out of bed and it's just nothing. Easy. I mean, but work. it's hard. I mean, like, for example, like to stick to something, like let's say I want to. I mean, we were just coming off Easter was this past Sunday. Yeah. And Lent, obviously. What, yeah. what did you give for Lent? Did you give up anything? 
I, I didn't, didn't ask this you. year. No, no. I didn't. Honestly, I, I I didn't give up anything. Um, I honestly like I kind of forgot it was a Lent. You know, I didn't even go to Ash Wednesday or any of that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, midway when I found out, I tried giving up sweets and all that, like Coke <laughs> and all that. But I think that night I chugged like a two a two liter Coke, two liter Coke, <laughs> and had like some honey buns or something. Yeah, no, but it's, um, it's tough, man. It has to come from somewhere. I mean, you're talking about Lent. And we're just talking about in general, trying new things, trying to better yourself in general. It has to come from somewhere real. That's my idea on it, that if it's not coming from somewhere real inside of you, if you're doing it for just like some superficial kind of vein, those it could be really superficial, really vain reasons why you're doing something, and that gets you over the hump. But if you're just kind of like, oh, I want to try something new, I don't know, I'm just going to try to do it. When the, when the going gets tough, man, you're probably going to, hey, I don't really care about it too much now. So it has to come from somewhere deep and real. So when you were talking about Lent, my whole thing with that is because you see it every year, Lent comes up, people, you know, I'm giving up sweets, chocolates. And but like, to, to stop, they give up, like, when you hear the stuff they give up, mm-hmm. I mean, Lent it's is trivial a, stuff. It's like, I'm going to give up, uh, I remember one year, I'm not saying I'm all perfect and all that, I give up biting nails because I used to bite my nails. Yeah, yeah. But I think Lent mm-hmm. is supposed to, or, you know, what you're talking about is more, spiritual and, and emotional i mean it can be you know actually yeah, like physical stuff yeah. and all that mm-hmm. but you know like with lent i see people you know give up bullcrap stuff and that, yeah. that's like really you can go 40 days because i think it's 40 days right they have to 40 go days and 49s like if i gave up chocolate right mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of easy that's something yeah. time well some I people are really addicted to these things man and i get what you're saying even though even say you were addicted to chocolate it's like okay you didn't give up chocolate yeah you might be a little healthier for it just because chocolate might not be the best thing to eat for your body but it's like okay what did you really learn you know if you're just actually just going through the motions okay chocolate after 40 days i'm good you know it's like okay well you know it's the whole point of it it's supposed to be like a symbol right like hey i'm giving up this part of me that may not necessarily be so good in order to get better but it's a symbol it's supposed to represent the spiritual growth right you're supposed to give up spiritual vices and in order and accept those new virtues that's the whole point of it right so yeah i agree with you when you see people kind of going all in like yeah we're all and it could be fun i guess but for me it's like you know you got to feel it within it's for me it'd be easy if it was all like hey 40 days and 40 nights god wants us to give up just something you know i eat a lot of sunflower seeds if 40 days and 40 nights i go without eating sunflower seeds i'm good i'm straight hell yeah dude like Mm -hmm. let's do it that's easy cake you know it's like no i mean that's not that's not the point you know the point is it's supposed to what it represents you know yeah so i remember when i was um a kid i think it, i think it's more important for kids though i don't want to say that to kids kids if you're listening it's a good thing stick to your uh stick to your guns if you gave up something for lent though it is a promise you know stick with it you know that's the reason why i don't want to um give up anything just for the last second like you said oh man it's ash wednesday all of a sudden oh damn i have to give up something for lent um let me give up you know listening to the radio in the morning it's like now nah, because like i said two weeks into it and you're you know facing that adversity it's like okay you just made a half-assed promise you didn't really mean it and it's just going to be easier to break so rather than break a promise just not don't make one you know yeah um it might not be the best advice but like for kids i remember when i was a kid uh you probably remember when i was like in sixth grade or seventh grade lent came around and i gave up drinking anything but water you know i mean i I didn't give up foods or anything but yeah i wouldn't drink anything but water i remember specifically because 
for uh, I forgot what it was. We went to Mexico. I actually remember. Yeah. During a yeah, Lent week, was, uh, you know, oh, no, spring break, spring holy break. holy week, and uh, I would get mad at you because obviously, you know, our family had nothing but. I mean, they had water and all that, but they would drink Coke and, and yeah, all the Fanta juices over there, that. and uh, the Gatorades. And I would uh, have to go to this corner store and get you some water all the time, <laughs> and I was like, God dang, you know, just this day we won't Coke. count. Just drink some. Drink some, some Fanta or some Coke, you know. But I remember that, and you stuck to that. I don't remember you seeing. I don't remember you drinking anything but water. I mean, did, be honest. Did you cheat a little bit? Uh, we did one day, but that's because when we went to church on a Sunday, one Sunday out of those oh, the forty wine. days. No, no, the wine is fine. It was um, the priest said, "Hey, we're going to give everybody a break today, you know. So whatever you're doing, indulge in it a little bit, right? And bro, like do a break." So when I got home. I was like, oh, the priest said we could have a break today, so I drank a glass of Mountain Dew. Immediately regretted it. It's like, oh, damn, Mountain Dew's not even good, you know? Yeah. Felt like crabs. Like, oh, I could have gone the whole No, because I've done that, right? Like, if you stop drinking Coke for a while and you, you drink a Coke, it burns your throat, man. Yeah, it's good, though. It's when like, you taste oh, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's good, like, oh, but it's like... Man, you, that's good. Like, when you start, when you get when you get used to drinking Coke or, like, you know, sugary drinks like that, mm-hmm. you, you become, like, good at kind of chugging them, right? Yeah, but, like, when yeah. you stop for a while and you come back, you can only drink a little bit because it burns your throat. I guess the... All the acidic stuff yeah, in it. All the the carbonation in it. And carbonation. That's what makes it a soda. Uh, soda pop. The pop. The fizzle. Mm. How good is like a a really cold and gassy Coke though? You just pretend like you just want to get a burger, or some whatever you're eating, a steak or some barbecue. You know, chowing oh, down, and then you have right a, now. Yeah, and then you have or a Sprite. What, like a sprite what, or a Coke. what meal would you say Coke goes best with? Like meat. Like a, God damn, dude. <laughs> what that. did you do, Matthew? Nah, right? for, yeah. No, no, honestly, like a burger, steak, Pretty fries, much anything, yeah, right? fast food. It goes really good with fast food, and you might as well have it. Like you're eating trash yeah. right now. You're eating burgers and greasy fries and onion rings. It's like you go to Waterbury, right? Yeah, you order well, just, like you know, don't and give me a diet coke because yeah. I'm trying to eat healthy. Yeah, but you just like order like. Bad. Well, some people like diet coke for the taste. I've never liked diet coke. I mean, it tastes flat. It tastes like flat coke. It yeah, it tastes like watered down Coke or something. I don't know, it just tastes funky. And we have like 12, 12 packs of Diet yeah. Coke downstairs for <laughs> no, Mandy's wedding. They that. bought them and nobody drank. The only re- the only way I would drink Diet Coke is if like I'm making Jack and Coke and there's like no extra Coke left, so I just use Diet. Well, Coke. even now, but see now I've been kind of like on a not a health kick. I used to drink a lot of Coke, uh, but ever since I moved to the apartment, well, one we don't really get Coke over there. And two, I wanted to stop drinking it because, like you said, I feel like crap after you like a lot of fast food and then Coke. It's oh man, I feel like puking and I hate myself. Like most people, I think will agree. It's like oh, so I was like, let me let me start drinking water again. So I drink a lot more water now. And uh, yeah, man, when like I now I don't crave it as much as I do, and especially now when I go out and drink. You know, usually before when I was drinking Coke, if I were going out to the bars or a party, it's like, hey, man, give me some whiskey and I'll make some, you know, Jack and Coke or some whiskey and Coke. Now I just like drink my whiskey straight, either neat or on the rocks, dude, with yeah. some ice. Yeah, yeah I don't like here. adding Coke to it. Just you taste all the sugar now and it's like, ugh, you know. Yeah. Especially like a warm Coke, especially yeah. like at parties, most people don't have it set up right. So mm-hmm. they're just giving you a warm ass Coke. Like, here, dude, put in, put some ice in it. You take a drink, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. I'm and then it just makes it easier for you to drink a little faster because it's not as strong as the whiskey. And then all the sugar in it just gives you a killer hangover. Oh, man. Yeah. Every time we go out now and I see, like, sweet drinks, like um, those fruity drinks or those mixed drinks or, like, Jacks and Cokes, I'm like, oh, man, don't even what's, show what's me that. What's that one drink that, that just asks me up all the time? The what's it like Cranberry a, vodka? Not cranberry vodka. It's like a tea. It's called tea. Oh, the Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea. <laughs> 
You know, it's uh, it's a pretty I don't know, is it called iced tea or just the Long Island? Long Island iced tea. I think that's just an actual tea drink. Whatever, the Long Island, Long Island. Island. Long Island's for sure in the name. You know, when I first... Long Island iced tea is a real drink as well, though. That that drink, (laughs) I mean, if you've been out with me, uh, that that can really fade your memory there. And you the, down the, from the knees, man. I've been with you on this. The the dangerous things about those drinks is like you really don't taste the liquor and the alcohol, so you're yeah. just chugging away. Well, that one specifically has like four liquors. Yeah, it's in like it. oh, I don't even know the content. And the of dangerous it. thing about those drink is that they have these fruity ass names, yeah. like names that aren't form uh, formidable, right? You hear them, you're not they're not daunting, right? Mm. It's like oh, it's a Long Island iced tea or mm. uh, a cranberry cranberry vodka, like all these like fruity but ass those, drinks. Those they sound the good, that... sound weak. Those will screw you. They sneak up, up on you because then you have oh, yeah. no, they like three or four, to you, bro. and they still have the vodka level in it. They level your ass. And most dude. of the times when I drink or people drink those kind of, they drink it with a straw. And if you don't know this, the liquor goes to the bottom. So when you're sipping on that straw, call Mythbusters, guys. He's proving it right here. <laughs> you're uh, you're taking in all that liquor at first, and that's why I said when I would, when I would first go out, I would drink it with a straw. But Is that why they say don't drink mixed drinks with a straw? Explain it a little better because I didn't hear what you said. Mixed drinks, right? You yeah. know, like cranberry vodka and they all say that. Don't pineapple drink it with a straw. Well, they don't that. say that. They don't say that. I'm well, just no, saying. I've heard people say don't drink mixed drinks with a straw because yeah. you'll get drunk faster. Yeah, I mean, and I was, I was, I was like, what? Why? How? Because when you, when you mix it, uh-huh. the whatever, let's say cranberry vodka, you mix the cranberry and the vodka. The vodka stays at the bottom, and the cranberry kind of floats atop. Oh, so okay. when you're when okay. you're drinking it from a straw, you're getting everything from the bottom, right? Uh, so, okay, you're so you're getting like all the vodka. You're not obviously getting all the vodka, but you're getting more. Yeah, it's mixed already, but still, you're getting the higher concentration of vodka. Damn, that makes sense now, dude. That really yeah, that's does. why I kind of don't drink anything with a straw now. When yeah. when it comes to like to liquor and all that. Yeah. But like you well, said, I feel like if you were drinking with a straw in the first place, I was pretty. Yeah, that's gay, right? Kind of gay, dude. Oh, not yeah. no. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, going back to whiskey, I'm more the. When I first started drinking, or when we first started drinking, we're like drink nothing but beer, right? We. At least for me, I never really drink mm. liquor or whiskey and all that. Uh, like today, I like drinking it neat, like you. Really, no ice in it, just a little bit. Yeah. But you know, kudos to those who we're talking about Lent and giving up, you know, stuff for Lent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kudos to those people who are like hard drinkers and like, let's say for Lent, they gave up liquor and all that. Yeah. Could you go forty days without drinking? Like I, liquor I could, or anything? I could, but um. But you probably wouldn't be going to parties sure or like yeah, going out. I mean, because yeah. why? When when you go out like to parties right like uh-huh. social events like yeah. let's say during Lent you gave up liquor right you gave up I'm not gonna drink any type of liquor beer, vodka, white claws whatever it may be, uh-huh. and someone invites you to Washington right yeah are you gonna go knowing you're not gonna be able to drink because nah, no. you're not gonna get one, that buzz like, feeling I'm gonna be a buzz kill and two I'm just putting myself in temptation yeah. to drink it's gonna be that easy fuck it give me yeah. a beer drink it it's just one night I know I mean well right you start playing tricks on yourself yeah so no for sure. I probably would keep going out to, like, house parties, though, or, like, people invited me over. Because I think it depends on personality, right? You don't want to be the guy who needs alcohol to have a good time, you know? You want to kind of be the guy that, hey, man, with or with alcohol, I'm going to have a badass time. But if we have alcohol, it's probably going to make me a lot more loose and a lot more stupid and a lot more funny. So, hey, man, yeah, I'll drink it up with you guys as well. But you definitely don't want to use – that's how it becomes a crutch, and that's how you become – that's a, that's like the first step into alcoholism, bro. Like yeah. needing, depending on alcohol to have a good time. Like there are so many people who are so cool without drinking and with drinking that I feel like that's kind of where you should be aiming. Like, hey, man, are we drinking? Yeah, okay, I'll drink it. I'll still be cool. You know, or hey, are we not drinking? Cool, man, I'm still down to have a good time. Let's do something, you yeah. know. 
we don't have to drink yeah yeah but for me like i think i could go like if i gave up something for lent like liquor and all that alcohol I think I could do it, but like you said, I wouldn't be going out to parties as much. Cause just because I know, mm-hmm. not that I'm one of those guys who needs a drink to have a good time, mm-hmm. but it helps a lot. And, I mean, it helps some people, right? It's a social lubricant. Yeah, nobody's going to doubt that. I mean, obviously, once you cross that line, when you've had too many, then you're just kind of, you know, a negative to the whatever you're at, yeah. a party, whatever. Yeah, it depends. So, for me, whenever I go out, I'm not going to lie, I to have a good time, to, you know, get a good, nice buzz going, to start the party a little bit yeah. i'll have a drink you know mm-hmm. and there's been multiple parties where i go and i don't drink and it's not as fun to me so well, see but you're definitely a more reserved person by nature though, exactly that, and i yeah. bring that up that yeah if i don't have a drink with me not that i'm gonna be such a buzzkill i'm still gonna be talking to you i'm still gonna be playing some good songs some music jamming out but for me to be in party mode i guess I, it's not gonna come out party yeah. jonathan's not coming out if, yeah. unless i have a drink yeah exactly and i know you i know people want party jonathan there so <laughs> um but yeah party um, jonathan versus party matt who wins oh party jonathan <laughs> i yeah. agree i agree now how about you dude i mean because you there have been multiple times or when lately or for a while now whenever we go out you're always you know the designated driver or something like that. I'm trying like to control that. it more now, dude. Honestly, it was getting um, it was getting out of hand there for a bit. I'm not trying to say I was a alcoholic or anything like that. Yeah, it was we're just not one of those um, alcoholics or anything. We're just yeah, yeah. No, I mean we're just talking about on the weekends. So we're not drinking during the week, right? I mean sometimes, especially with these podcasts. Now we'll have a little drinky drink. Yeah, just, yeah, just something just to sip on, social just to get the palate wet. Here at the apartment or here, so it's not like we're mm-hmm. driving anywhere. But yeah, I man, I don't know. I just um. The big thing for me that kind of made me uh, like look back, hey, I got to slow down a little bit and chill, were the hangovers, man. I'd wake up on Saturday mornings or Sunday morning. Well, not even. I'd wake up like at 12, 1 o'clock, 12, 1 o'clock on Saturday or Sunday, depending on what night we went out. I felt like crap, man. I didn't like it. I'd wake up and it's not so much that i get headaches i never really got headaches i just felt like dragging a little sad you know just like depressed you get tired i didn't want to really do anything and then tired but you can't fall asleep because you're still kind of buzzed a little so you're just like laying in your like bed or on the couch watching netflix not really even interested Mm. um your face is all puffy and it's like damn man i was doing pretty good this whole week and then i went out and fucking ruined it now I, look no, like I, mean, shit. I mean obviously because alcohol and all that it's a depressant right i mean it's still uh, in your system yeah. so you're gonna be dragged the next it's weird, day huh? because when you're drinking it it makes you feel really good yeah. and then it's like it's like the um the gift that you know does you know stop you, giving. you know what they yeah. need to make that could have saved me so much trouble or saved me from so much trouble is a lock like a breathalyzer for your phone because once you get buzzed you start calling people <laughs> that's a good idea you start texting people and yeah. you kind of ruin and that's the other stuff thing. like that yeah, so. that's what i was gonna say so the first thing well not the first thing not in it's not that it's in any particular order we're hangovers so that was a big factor and then the other factor i was tired of waking up like what the hell did i do last night you know, or feeling embarrassed or you, stupid. you know you burned some bridges or even if nothing happened the night before if i just got drunk and hey matt yeah we all had a good time we came home yeah you're acting like silly but like nothing bad right everybody no you know no hard feelings i'd still wake up like oh man like scared you know damn what did i do or am i sure i didn't do I mean, anything because just to know you're in that vulnerable stage where like yeah. you- anything could have happened and you weren't aware of what was going on around you no it's and just, just even drunk not like wasted or anything like if i knew like if i went home one night and i was like yeah man i got drunk but nothing bad i mean i was fine by the end of the night i know how like i know everything i did and said 
you still wake up and it's like whoa you know it's like you got hit by a stupid bat almost you know that's why it's so dangerous i mean you hear stories all the time where like and it usually deals with girls how they get wasted and they get taken advantage of that stuff is scary i'm just talking about just drinking in general no but yeah drinking in general but thank Mm -hmm. god you know most of the times we went out or whenever you drink we're usually with me and you or yeah. we're with people who actually care about us who aren't just going to leave us on the side, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think that's why when we, you would get in, like, you know, you would get wasted and all that. Mm-hmm. It's because in the back of your mind, you knew you had like an outlet, right? You yeah. knew either I was in, t- I was in drive your home. Yeah, Mike was in a drive for at. sure, for sure. But I still, I still felt like trash the next day, though, dude. Yeah. I still felt bad, even though I knew it. Be, it wasn't the fact that there were some where I was like, damn, that could have been really gone you know turned really bad really quick but the kind of bad i'm saying that i felt was more having to do with you know i just didn't like that i don't know i don't know how to describe it i just wake up feeling bad like damn second guessing myself like damn shit what did i do what did i say because i've known i i you know i've been known to say stupid stuff and do stupid stuff when you know being intoxicated that you know i didn't like having to second guess myself man so it was the hangovers and the guilt that kind of like all right man i'll chill like and Every then, once in a while, pop open some And then beers. there were times, multiple times, where you kind of screwed up with a girl you were talking, and then, like, it comes back to Oh, yeah, that's what butt, I mean. Like, right? you woke up. Or, yeah. Or then there were times you actually did wake up, and it's like, fuck, did I do any? Yep. Yes, I yeah, did. I got in a fight, or I, I caught this girl, yeah. cursed her out, something like or that. Or even if it was, even if you just embarrassed yourself, yeah. damn, and I reached out to a girl who I talked to once or twice <laughs> before, you know, I blew or up even, her phone Or even worse. Night. I mean, those those are, like, you know, who cares? They weren't going to really... But let's say you were like had a potential, right? You're actually talking to this girl, and then in one night you ruin all that, right? You burned a bridge there. And the damn social media, the social devil, because right? you end up posting you on post Instagram, on Snap, and you're just making yourself look dumb. But yeah. in your mind, it's like, oh, I don't yeah, care. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm, I'm drinking. I have friends. God, right? I'm the, cool. The stuff I'm we would do. And just you look back at it, you're like, damn, I should not have posted. I mean, that. rewind. You know, go back. I mean, you're 24. I'm 23. Go back three years. Yeah. It's a Tuesday night, right? Well, it's we're doing this on a Tuesday night. Taco Tuesday. I mean, where would we be three years? We'd be at St. Dane's. Yeah. Well, and, or somewhere, right? But yeah, or, you know, Taco Tuesday. We'll be doing something, right? Yeah. And me and you were talking the other day, like, God, why do we do all that stuff? Why do we go out so much? It was kind of pointless, you know? Yeah. But we're also saying that people around that age in their 20s, 19, and all that, they it, you're kind of forced into have to go through that, you know, period. Yeah. That you're just like curious, right? You're curious of how that whole, you know, going out scene is, yeah. that drinking phase and all that. But it, it gets old real fast. I was, just, you know, yeah, it I don't does know about really you. Quick. And it's one of those things that the more you do it, the more you probably hate it. But the more you've done it, the more you kind of need to do it. So it's what? like you're doing something you, you hate, you know? It's like you go out once, you're like, hey, that felt pretty cool. That was new. That was something different. I don't necessarily agree that you're forced into it. It's definitely something that you, if you do it, it's because you want to, right? Nobody's forcing you to go out. I mean, if you go, if you do make the decision to go out, it's because you wanted to see what it was about. You probably didn't, you've never, you know, gotten drunk in your life. So you want to see how that feels. You want to see what's all the talk about, what's all the fuss about everybody's going out on the weekend, especially in college, you know? So there is peer pressure, definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, you go out and then you like it. It's something different, you know. And then especially if you're in a vulnerable state, that's where all like if you have problems at home or yeah. if you're going through an, a breakup, right? Like that whiskey glasses song, right? That's yeah. his whole song is like he's getting fucked up because he's heartbroken. That was like a, a normal Friday night for me. The, yeah, yeah, you, you know, weren't heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just a drunk. That's it. Um, no, no. And then you get you get into it, and it's almost like 
what you're losing is like nothing compared or what you're gaining by this experience is nothing compared to what you're losing rather. Right. So you're going out, you have to kind of dive into this new state of existence where, Hey man, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's for going out Tuesday, Thursday. Those are nights. Also we can go out drinking. Let's do it. Let's do it. And the more you get immersed into it, the more you start to kind of lose yourself into it. Right. And then you wake up realizing like I did like, damn, man, I don't even like what I'm, I don't even want to go out tonight. You know, it's not fun. I don't have to, I spend a lot of money it's not really that fun. I feel like crap the next day. Like, why do why do I keep doing this? But the next weekend, yeah, hey, you're your back boys, at it. Right? But you're but you're hanging on to that. Like you you're playing the numbers game, right? Like the law of average. Like all right, eight out of ten nights might suck, but those two nights, is it going to be worth it? Because we might have a badass night. Like all the boys might come out, all your friends might come out. You might get lucky that night, score with some some cute girl you've been talking to. So you're holding out. You're yeah. playing it like, damn, I'll sacrifice these nights for a chance to get that one badass night. And then the cycle starts over, right? You get that badass night. Oh, so much fun. And that's what pushes you through all those other terrible nights. So it's a, it's a vicious cycle, dude. Yeah. And uncoincidentally, the liquor industry revolves around oh, yeah, that cycle. That's right. That's it's, they built, it's revolving around that. Um, yeah. But I'll get, we're, I mean, we've had some good experiences. I mean, when we would go out, I mean, oh, not, we're had, not, we're not saying that, uh, mm-hmm. You know, all the times we went out, it was it was bad, a bad night. Yeah, like I said, um, a lot of them could definitely have been. But, um, I mean, because I, I have to admit, I mean, the first time I started drinking on that, I, I did like, you know, what it kind of brought out of me. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, I was more of a reserved guy. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time I really drank and uh, was in, when we took that Cancun trip. What, what year was that, 2016? 26 yeah 26 i just turned 21 yeah you were 21 and i was 19 and uh that's the that's the trip where i really started drinking because before for your birthday that's a huge story um you were turning 21 right i was still 19 in june 20 june 25th we went in july to cancun and like two weeks after my 21st we you know we went over to cancun so yeah, but yeah. you know that during that time period is when I really started drinking. Damn! Don't let don't let mom and dad hear that. Yeah. Regrets sending oh my god! Yeah, they're gonna right? spank me. That's right where now. it all started. Um, no, they're gonna be damn. We should not. It was their idea to send us. Yeah. Like, hey, summer, y'all go have fun. Yeah, they're gonna be damn. They caused Jonathan to start drinking. That <laughs> I mean, because you can't believe. I mean, in Mexico, at the drinking age eighteen, yeah. right? And when you say you started drinking, that's meaning when you just started like when you, you started drinking. Yeah, it's not when like I, it yeah. became a big problem. No, no, yeah. Obviously, when yeah. I just you know actually started physically yeah. drinking. Yeah, and um. I, I'm not gonna lie. I like you know because before it was kind of like I said I was more reserved guy. So you know as far as the party scene and all that, I wasn't too involved in that. But when I was drinking, you know, I would get this buzz feeling that you know I got all this burst of confidence mm-hmm. and the good looking girl I saw. I had the cojones to go talk to her now. Or like if music started playing, I would yeah. go and like grab her and start dancing and just like. <laughs> well, see that's that's the difference though. Is it cojones or is it that you just no, didn't no, give no, a no. damn? Well, no, 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 no. Well, no, stupid. Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't think I look stupid. Like I'm a badass, and I'm gonna go. No, in my mind, I thought I was cool. I mean, because like I wasn't like some lame guy, you know, just going like, "Can I dance with you?" Hi. But it just, Hi. you know, I was, I was doing it now. I mean, before, had I not drank, yeah. I probably wouldn't be dancing with that girl. Or I wouldn't be trying to get this girl's number, or not just girls, just overall having a good time. You know, if yeah, I yeah. like, I was gonna go with the it club with the boys to a different world. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. I'm not gonna sit here in line and say, you know. It, everything you know i had no good experiences when i was drinking or when i started drinking but like you said when you first start you know mm-hmm. to try something new yeah. it's fun at first but after a while it gets old quick because yeah, sure. then 
you know what t- what took you two beers to get that buzz feeling that you like now you get kind of you know you it's build gonna, a tolerance, you build a tolerance it. and it's gonna take you five beers and then yeah. You start adding adding more beers and all that. That's those when are, those pass, are rookie yeah. numbers, bro. You gotta you get those up, numbers up. You, you you pass that line and then you get wasted, right? And then that's yeah. when the whole yeah. cycle well, starts so let again, me, right? Let me, let me tell you that. Let me ask you this then. With that being said, with what you just said, would you say even to this day that that's the only reason why you would drink to bring out this social? No, no, cool no, Jonathan. No, no. Or have you actually gotten accustomed to different beers? Like you could say, hey, I like that. Like or because I'm at the point now. Of having drink that I don't really drink so much to get drunk or for that feeling of like getting buzzed or I mean yeah it's maybe like a cherry on top sometimes if you have a good buzz going but no now it's I'm at the point where there's sometimes if I'm eating something I'm like damn this beer would go really good with this or if it's hot as balls outside and I'm like cutting the yard or doing yard work it's like damn you know nice cold one right now would go down really good and it give me a little relaxation buzz with it you know so that I'm kind of having that in my mind. Or now whiskey. I like to sip on whiskey now. Now I'm thinking, I, I'm kind of acquiring a taste for it. You know, like, hey, I had I tried this whiskey last week. This one was better than that one. I like the way it tasted. And I didn't necessarily get drunk or even so much buzzed off. It just kind of relaxed me a little. You know, that warm feeling you get when you drink whiskey. I like that. So I kind of do it now for the taste and the, um, this, you know, being able to distinguish the, the flavors of, of different liquors, right? That's what I like about it. Um, I don't do it so much like, fuck. Because, I mean, if it was just to get buzzed or get drunk, fuck, I'd go buy a 20-pack of Bush Light and chug those. You know, it's like, nah, man, I'm not going to do that. It tastes terrible. No, yeah. All those don't taste terrible. Yeah, you know, I definitely, you know, have a pilot for, like, you know, those different types of liquor and beer and all that. So you like some. So there are some where you have preferences. I have preferences. If I'm going to drink beer, I... I guess my top three beers, if like you know, it's a party and all that, I want to have a good time. Well, see, but that's my thing. You said if I had to drink beer, I'm saying would you drink beer just for the taste of it, the flavor? Oh, uh, just like hey man, I'm, just, I'm chilling, probably eating not, a burger. Honestly. Good Dos Equis would go like, good with, the, with when this. When I eat, I I don't drink. I don't see how people can drink like a beer and eat their well, not dinner. Not so much like dinner, but I'm just saying like, unless you're food. in party mode, you're not going to be drinking. Is what you're saying? No, you know, if I'm yeah. having dinner or something, I'm gonna be drinking Coke or water. You know. Yeah. Um, after a hot, a hot yeah, days of work, you're just going to chug a water. Yeah, if a hot days, let's say it's, you know, something. I've been in the sun all day, working, sweating, and, you know, it's I finally have a break. I'm going to go for that ice cold water. I'm not going to go for that ice cold. Okay, so you, don't, so you don't no, crave beers. No. Or you don't so, I mean, crave sometimes liquors. I do crave them. Well, but are you craving them for but themselves? But I'm craving more. Or for the party effect. Like, the hey, party you know, effect. I want to have a good time But tonight. also, it, it's not nasty to me anymore. Before I even started, like, drinking, you know, recreationally or more advanced, it was nasty to me. But now, like. Some of them are good, but like I said, I'm not gonna drink them just to drink them. Yeah, you know, I'm not just gonna drink whiskey just yeah. to drink whiskey. Well, you definitely you you evolve and built the tolerance. Yeah. I remember when we first started drinking, we fucking chug those beers down because I mean, they were horrible. The way they you know, so dance, like we just wanted pissed, that buzz man. feeling. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Are you still at that state? No, but now no. I can like now I can, but like I said, I it's always with that atmosphere to where I have to be like at a family yeah. g- gathering or have to be with people, you know, we're, we're listening to music and all that. Like me and you right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're doing, you know, we've done in the past podcast where we're sipping on a little bit of whiskey and that's just, you know, just to get like thoughts flowing and yeah, get the, just for you know, social lubricant. The but that's my wet. point though. So you don't, do you still think beer and all that's nasty? No, I mean, assuming, it's not assuming nasty. you couldn't no, get no, drunk no, no, off no, it, no, no, assuming no. you it's couldn't get drunk off no. it, would you still drink it? Some beers are nasty to me. Yeah, no, of course. But the ones I drink, the ones I drink, sometimes I crave them. But again, I only crave them like because I'm at a party and I'm saying, "Hey, 
this beer is gonna go good with this party. Yeah. And but at that point, point, at so that point, assuming you never got drunk off beer again, like it, there's like the non-alcoholic beer, right? Assuming all beer just overnight became non-alcoholic, all liquor non-alcoholic, right? Would you still drink it? No. But it tastes exactly the same. No. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I because mean, like I said, um, you know, it's not for, so much for the taste, even though I don't think it's nasty anymore. I can, mm. you know, some of them I do like. Yeah. But it's not something I always want that alcohol yeah, right. to you know yeah. hit me you know i want that buzz to come with it when i'm drinking that mm. you know so. it's weird though huh, when you think about how like the different stages of drinking that you kind of go through and different stages of like how you drink and then this the uh, different stages of what you want to drink like when i first started off i was all like oh just give me a dos equis because that was for me the easiest thing to drink yeah, because that's always saw parties yeah, dos equis, dos equis. at every party but now i kind of I'm on like a huge Michelob Ultra, the um, that lime and cucumber. You know, one. You always liked Michelob, the Michelob Ultras. Not, not really, dude. I liked them at first just because it was like the first one of the first. I mean, but when we drink. would go out, I mean, what do we usually we would get Dos Equis, right? Dos or Michelobes. Yeah. Well, at yeah. first, when we first started going out, we would get Jack and Coke and all that, but we found uh, out those mother efforts were like eleven yeah. bucs. Yeah. And so we found expensive. out Dos Equis was like six, five bucks. Yeah. We're like, f that. I'm going with the Dos Equis. Well, I'm just talking about in general now. Like last weekend, we were at Michael's doing the crawfish yeah. and. Um, I was like, man, I'm craving, I'm craving a Michelob Ultra, that light uh, lime and cucumber beer. It's really good. It goes good with it, man. Like, I'd rather have a beer like that than a Coke at this point. Just because, one, Coke isn't, it may not get you drunk, but it's not healthier. Yeah. It has, just, like, so and much sugar in it. And at least you know that the beer's going to get you a little loose. I know beer has carbonation. But, I mean, hey, beers, people have been drinking beer for thousands of years. Really. Oh, yeah. I mean, in Wine. ancient Mesopotamia, they would drink beer. It was not alcoholic, but they were giving beer to kids, you know? Like drinking what we're drinking, it's just they had alcohol now. But yeah. back in the day, it's healthy. It has a lot of vitamins, wheat, um, that barley, you know, that's pretty good for you. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of nutrients. Yeah. I mean, even doctors will say to this day, you know, um, they'll recommend for stress and all that, like, hey, drink a beer. I mean, one or two beers a day. <laughs> yeah. They had like a prescription for like those sackies, right? Yeah, yeah. Go to Walgreens, here's pick a, up a twenty-four here's a 20 pack. Ba- yeah, here's a twenty bucks. Uh, get you a couple of stogies while you're at it. Yeah, right? we'll get you a couple of stogies. While now you're bringing at up it. stogies, that's one thing I've never liked. I mean, you guys have smoked a couple I, of them I don't in the know past. Too much about them, honestly, man. To really give a good idea about it, it's something that's just kind of. It's one of those things that you see on movies, like the the gentlemen having their cigars, right? They do it it's in, an a, in a classy it's a, way. It's a cool fact, right? Obviously, when you have yeah. a stove in your hand, it just brings that manly, you know, and picture you, to the table. Yeah, and, and you get uh, you feel like a gentleman, man. You yeah. feel like a gentleman sipping on some whiskey. You feel like the Godfather, like a writer, or something. right? Or like a man of power, like you know. <laughs> no, I mean that's not why I do it. It's not that. Yeah, but you can get buzzed off them sometimes too. That tobacco, man, when it hits you. Yeah, I didn't know that. You're not supposed that. to inhale cigars, though, so... I mean, that's how oblivious I was to all this stuff. I mean, when we were going out, and I was using your ID to get into these bars and all that, um, I mean, you know, obviously I wouldn't smoke them. I would, we wouldn't even smoke them, right? I mean, I would try them, but they tasted horrible. And I didn't know that, you know, cigarettes and all that give you buzz, too, right? If you just smoke, like, a, a cigarette or, yeah. like, a cigar, I mean, have you done that? Does it give you, like, a buzz, like, like a I, beer I mean, buzz? I don't, or? I don't do it. I mean, like I said, no, I no, smoked I mean, a few no. cigars every now and then. But what kind of buzz are we talking about? Like the same buzz that you drink, yeah, get it's from just drinking like a beer? Kind of feeling, I'm assuming. Like you get loose and all that. Yeah, yeah. More mellow. Mm-hmm. More, yeah. yeah, just mellow. Just uh, the tobacco, I guess. 
plays an effect. It's a new you're anytime you inhale chemicals or substances that are foreign to the body, it's gonna have some sort of effect on yeah. you. You know? I mean, a person who's never had a Coke before in their whole life. I'm gonna hear about the Bible stories, right, where people would live to be like nine hundred years old. You give them a Coke, they probably explode or something, man, just because mm-hmm. it's so foreign to them. Your body gets accustomed to these things, though, to these new substances, to these chemicals. Um that after a while you just build a tolerance to it like i said if you had never drank coke in your whole life and i offer you a coke right now you'd probably be bouncing off the walls right people yeah. man that's a sugar high like, well, what does it feel like and now you who drinks coke regularly it's like oh i don't know man i really don't feel it i mean sometimes it wakes me up in the morning have you ever done that have you ever drank a coke like early in the morning when you're kind of I do it like every morning but it wakes you up a little yeah. bit yeah it's, it's like a sugar mint. rush it just it's a stimulant or like you're you're uh, studying for a test you drink a coke just yeah. you know, I'm like you say, just drink coffee. You know, I've never been a coffee guy either. Yeah. Uh, I hate coffee. I'll be honest. I mean, I'll drink it, but it has to be like, like from Starbucks, like that. I don't know what what did Mandy always get the white, white chocolate mocha. White chocolate mocha. Pretty good. And uh, but with that, I I for me the setting has to be kind of cold. Like I'm not gonna drink coffee on a hot day. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried it when I was younger, and I hated it. And to this day, I've tried it when I was trying to study for a test. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let me let me try drinking this cup of coffee, see if that helps. If somebody I didn't feel it, anything. Yeah. I've it never just been tasted a, horrible to me. I've never well, you probably didn't make it right though. I mean no, I made it right I mean I made the coffee unless I Well did you drink it black? Like no, straight? I put did like some cream creamer in there and sugar. It in makes there. it a little better, dude, honestly. I remember. No, but when I even then it working, tasted like uh I don't know. I just I just don't like coffee. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a huge coffee fan either. If I drink coffee, it's strictly for like, man, I am hungover or I am tired. I'll take whatever you can give me that's going to wake me up or make me not feel as bad as I do. So usually when I drink it, I'll let it sit and cool and actually kind of drink it in big gulps. Um, But when I first started working at MD Anderson at the break room, they had like like a coffee pot, like the Keurig almost. And even now at GE, they have one of those, um, those coffee things. So I would do that. I'd go and make one because I was like, oh, man, I'm a little tired. I need to pick me up, uh, especially on days where it's slow. It's like, come on, man. I'm just trying. I got to stay focused, stay alert. We'd go and, um, or I'd go rather, make one, let it cool down, and chug it. But then I started getting into green tea. So, green tea. Yeah, that they That's say it's more one. of a stimulant. I just hate it. Well, yeah, but even man. those, I don't drink to drink. I drink them fast. I let them sit there for a while, and I'll chug them. And it does. It wakes you up. You're like, oh, man, it's that heat. You feel it kind of like a shot of whiskey. So, whoa, you know, I feel my chest warm, my stomach, I feel it. And then they do, it does have a lot of caffeine in it. And you feel it, all right, I feel it. So you're doing it more for the effects of it, right? Oh, yeah, strictly for the effects. Like, Like, I wouldn't just drink green tea to drink, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's with a lot of stuff, though. Now. Yeah, I mean, like, we're like just we're talking about beer. Alcohol, yeah, yeah, alcohol. Yeah, I mean... Likewise, if it didn't give you that kind of relaxation feel or buzz feel, probably wouldn't drink it either. No one would. And it wouldn't like, be as popular. Again, like I said, I, I don't think it's nasty. It's just I've drank it so much that, you know, I've gotten used to the flavor. And yeah. uh, now I have preferences. But right? you, Yeah, exactly. But you can distinguish that. Oh, yeah, I you can. Get, I, you yeah. can say... Yeah. Oh yeah, I can tell the difference between this like beer tastes better than this. Than like a Dos Equis, right? And yeah. that, I don't know, Bush Light. You're saying? Yeah. What's your go-to? What's your go-to beer right now? If we're ranking them, ooh, top I don't know. Three. I haven't, I haven't really been drinking beer too much, but let's just. I'm trying to name my top three right now. You're going to a party, and you I'm going to, to party, beer. right? And you open that ice chest, or you open the fridge. What do you want? The to three see? cool beers, Dos Equis. Mm. Dang, that's a hard one. Uh, Coors Light, probably. And uh, Michelob, I think. 
Michelob? Michelob. You like that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, uh, a lot of people like Corona. I've never liked Corona. Uh, corona tastes like piss, dude. I mean, unless there's how, nothing else. How, how dare you say Corona right now <laughs> in know, these trying times? Well, you know, I've read that their sales are, like, plummeting. Not plummeting, but they're, they've been going down. Really? I kind of heard the opposite. I heard they were going up. If you look at their price, well, I don't know, economics major, you tell me. The price, when I go to the store down and when I've gone, you know, and bought beer recently, I don't drink Corona, but I just want to look just to do some some quick research. The prices are ex- more are um, a little bit up right now. No, because demand's high. If demand's high, you know, let's say, I right. I it was the opposite. I thought no. if demand was high and prices are low. No. When demand is high, that means everybody yes, kind of wants you it, can right? Lower it. No, no, no. Well, if you're trying to make money, right, you're a business uh-huh. owner, right? And you're saying, "Hey, I have Dosekis, and everybody wants Dosekis, and they're they're gonna get it no matter." I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna charge like a hundred bucks for Dosekis, right? Like a twenty-four. Yeah. Let's say I charge like forty bucks, right? That's kind of high. Mm-hmm. But the demand's so high that somebody's gonna buy that thing for forty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. It's when demand's low and nobody, hey, come buy this for twenty dollars, man. That's way I don't need that. I'm not gonna go buy that. That's way too lower your price to five. I want it. So when demand's low, that's when you lower your prices because. If you keep it at that price, you're not going to sell. You're not going to make well, any, well, anything. Well, with what you're saying, then, yeah, people prices... are more Corona then. Because if it's higher, if it's more expensive, the demand for it's higher, so they raise their prices. Probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, unless I'm comp- if I'm wrong, then I'm not going to graduate because, yeah. I mean, one of the first things know, they dude, teach you I, in economics is... Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there are so many different factors that go into law it. Law of right? demand and law yeah. of supply. Yeah, supply and demand. I, I don't know. Shit, maybe I'm maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a little messed up in the brain at this point. I mean, the only economics class I took was in Hightower, and that was a fucking joke. Honestly, that class it was just uh, he had to take it. But anyways, from what I understood, I thought the more you want something, the more people want something, the more they can kind of lower the prices because they're gonna they're gonna make their nut no matter what because so many people are buying it yeah. that they can actually lower it and draw more people in that way. No, I mean. And if that's how I understand, and then when it was like fucking, you know, hey, really, it's going out of demand. Not too many people want it. You're having less people go for it. You have to jack up the price a little bit just because you got to make your nuts somehow. It's like our when you go to a plane ticket to Morelia right now. Yeah, that bitch costs eight hundred dollars. Like that one costs eight hundred. No, a- I mean with plane tickets, you hear they're so low right now. Why? Because demand's well, low. Well, no, I'm saying in general, assuming right now, but in, like just in general, a ticket to Morelia has always been more expensive. I mean, Morelia is a smaller city. To, like, not too many people are flying that. over yeah. there. That's my point. So you would think, damn, they're not cheaper. They're actually more expensive. Now, a ticket to Mexico City, a lot cheaper than a ticket to Morelia. Why? Mexico City is so much more popular. That's because they, they're going to make their nut because everybody's trying to go to Mexico City. So that's how I took. Everybody's trying to go to Mexico City right now? No, no. I'm talking in general about supply and demand. We're talking about supply and demand, how sometimes there are situations where the demand for a product or a service might not be too high, but the price is higher on it. No, right. no. I mean, it, this whole Corona thing that's going on is a perfect example for what you're saying. You've you've obviously read that airline fees and all that, or like you know, plane tickets are really low, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're a lot lower than like yeah. I remember mom telling me that I don't know, flight from here to Chicago is ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. When is it? He- when has it ever been ninety bucks? It's because demand. Nobody's getting on planes because they're all scared they're gonna get this disease. Yeah. So the plane people are like, hey, you know, nobody's gonna get the prices we usually charge nobody's gonna get on them because why are you gonna fly to chicago but there's some people out there if we lower just enough to 90 bucks Mm -hmm. people like me and you are probably thinking hey you know i've always wanted to go to chicago and now that it's 90 bucks i'll buy a ticket because if it was 200 bucks originally i'm not gonna go because the prices are too high so that's why the law of demand is when demand's high 
that's a lot of people want it. Yeah. A lot of people want a product or a service, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna jack. Not that they're not gonna jack up their prices, right? They're not gonna obviously leave there because there's laws against that price discrimination and all that. You get into legal stuff now, but they're gonna set it a little bit higher just because they know the demand's high. That somebody's gonna people are gonna the, the population. At the end of the day, they're gonna make their nut right, mm-hmm. and why not make it at a higher price, right? So well, how do you explain that situation I just did? Because I know what you're saying with Corona, right? Now those are just safety concerns, and that's everybody, every airline, right? Mm-hmm. That just airline services in general, nobody's flying really right now. They can't, so of course they're gonna like lower their prices, right? Just somebody wants to get it, obviously. But with what I was saying, because this is a fact, we know that when we tried to go to Morelia under no last summer, we were gonna go. A ticket to Morelia one way or um, uh, what is it called? Round trip ticket to Morelia, Mexico cost around eight hundred dollars, and a round trip versus a round trip ticket to Mexico City costs like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Why is that? If the demand to go to Mexico City is so much higher than the demand to go to uh, to Morelia. Well, I, I, look, you're. All, I'm all I'm like no, re- and that's regurgitating what, what you know the law of demand, law of supply. But I guess I would assume, like you were saying, is that at at that point there's so much more population that is is yeah. wanting to go to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. There's so many more you know people. They they're not gonna jack up their prices like that. You know they what don't I mean? have to. Yeah, they don't have so. to because if a billion people are trying to go to Mexico, I don't know. I'm just making up a random. Yeah, you make or, sense. I but mean, if a good amount of people are going to go to Mexico City, here, let me look. They it don't up. need just a tree. So I don't, don't want to sound like an idiot. I mean, keep talking. I'm gonna just look up law of demand and all that. Well, I mean, yeah, if you want for your own personal needs, I'm just saying it's weird. It's just, and there, it's not a, it's not a law, right? It's a theory. This law of supply and demand. Obviously, so many different factors that go into it. Um. I don't know. I don't. Know. I just thought that was that was a weird coincidence. How? Because that's how I always took it, man. I always did take it like that. You know, the demand's higher for something, the less you have to charge for it. You know, just because you're gonna you're gonna make yours when. But when something's really cheap, or when there's not too much interested into it, only three or four people are gonna go for it. So you might want to raise the price of what it would normally be. And there's a, there's a threshold, obviously, right? That's when you got clearance and all that going on. That hey, man. This Dude, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. I thought of it. I was getting the, the two confused. I was thinking of law of supply and law of demand. Mm-hmm. We're talking about demand, right? Supply yeah. and demand. We're, yeah, supply yeah. and demand. And uh, Why would you read on, that made you change your I hand? just looked it up on Google. It says, in microeconomics or in economics, the law of demand states that condition on, on all else being equal, as the price of a good increases, quantity demand decreases. Conversely, as the price of a good decreases, quantity demand quantity demanded increases mm. so i mean you were right i mean but like we're both making some good arguments right now right no what you were and saying, i think what right, I'll, you just got i think you just got yeah honestly yeah, around it's the words, of, yeah actually but because yeah. you were what you're saying just makes sense because it was true as well but yeah but it, it kind of goes it doesn't i mean it makes sense but then there's situations where it doesn't right because it's like what the hell then why do you have clearance section and all that but I think that's, I, like I said, there's a threshold, obviously, at that point for whatever product or service they're just doing a clearance on. Yeah, they're just Nobody to make, wants they're just it. To make hey, man, as much no, money yeah, as they can. we're getting rid of it. Just fucking give me 50 cents because I'm about to throw this bitch away anyways. You know, so if I make a penny off of this, it's at this point, it's more than what I was going to make. You know, so, yeah, it's different, man. It's a lot of uh, 
different situations. How do we even get on this? Supply and demand. You're oh yeah, because I was naming my top three beers, and then I I mentioned Corona, and then you were like, oh, how dare you? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. But so there you go. So prices are going up. So that. So now are we on the same page that? Yeah. Okay. Now just read it because people don't want it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sales forward are going down actually. Yeah. Yeah. But then it goes against what I was saying because I thought they were actually going up. Because so. we just read it as, as prices increase, quantity demand yeah, decreases. Yeah, so prices right? increasing. They're increasing, right? They're like nobody's buying this, so yeah, nobody really wants it at this point. Which I mean, makes but, sense. but 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 for you, I named my top three. And just to recap, it was Dos Equis. Yeah, and not not in any specific order. I just the three beers I would have like at my party are like Dos Equis, Chorus, and Party Michelob. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad, you know, combo right there. But year three, no, yeah, you yeah. know, your preference, your top yeah. three. And usually when you go to a party, you kind of want to stick to one beer. Yeah. Or if you're going to drink whiskey. Or what's that What's that little rhyme? Beer before liquor. Never been never sicker. Been sicker. Liquor, liquor before, before beer. beer. You're, made, in clear. you're in the clear. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, anyways, if I'm going to drink beer, I like to drink whiskey now. So I'm kind of in a whiskey little kick right now where I'd rather have, you know, whiskey on the rocks and just be sipping on a few glasses of that. But we're talking about beer right now. Well, I guess we can talk about whiskey another day. Right now, I'm gonna put a little asterisk just because it's like a little specialty beer. This Michelob uh, Ultra Light uh, Lime and Cucumber one that we've been drinking. That's fucking delicious, dude. Dude, I've never even tried that. Have I tried that? I don't know, dude. You should, man. They're good. Well, Mike brought them over a couple of weeks ago. They're really good. I like them. Probably they're they're are, easy to drink. You guys are drinking all of them. They, they have a good fizz to it. it. They have a good flavor to it. I like them, man. They're really it's Michelob, good. Michelob. Michelob makes it. It's Michelob Ultra. It's a type of Michelob Ultra, lime and cucumber. has a really good taste. Easy to drink. It's a light beer, obviously, still. But as that lime and cucumber taste into it, that infusion, um, it's good with food, right? Because it's not as um, as like a carbonated drink, as, as carbonated as, say, like a Dos Equis. Mm. So I'm going to put that in an asterisk, though, because I kind of just got on this kick with it. So I don't know if it's a phase right now and then I'm going to be out or if I'll eventually go back to it or stay with it, rather. So shout out to Michelob Ultra Lime and Cucumber. Go get it at your local groceries, gas stations. Go steal it from a party, whatever. Quarantine, though, so we shouldn't be doing that. Um, but my three, I think you had to include those Equis just because it's a classic. Uh, you can't really go wrong with it. They're, they're cool to drink when they're real cold as well. They go down easily. Sometimes they don't, but that's not on the beer. That's probably just different factors. So uh, those Equis... I want to say Coors Light as well. Coors Light. That's a tough one, man, that third one, because I don't know what to include. I want to say Modelo just because I drink it more. Modelo, I'm not a, I'm not a big Equis. fan of Modelo. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of getting out of it. But his, if you know, we're going based off history, I drink a lot more Modelo, Dos Equis, and Coors Light than anything else. Um, but what's your go-to beer? Like, let's say, hey, Matt, you go to Midtown, you go to a party, you know, you want a beer. What's the first one? I see. For? If I'm going to a party and I'm gonna buy like a twenty pack of something, it's either gonna be Modelo or um, Dos Equis or Coors. Yeah, if I'm being honest. But like I said, now I'm getting this kick where I'm gonna take a a twelve pack of these Michelob limes and cucumbers and, and Mike, a bottle Mike, of whiskey. Mike's hard lemonade, right? Nah, I hate hey, those. You, you drink you drink enough of those. They they get you up oh, too. Man, but the, it's too much sugar, dude. It was going back to what we were saying with the like. Oaks but I, and but all like that. I was gonna say is you know I'm in the phase right now. I'm not too proud of it, um, but. uh I kind of like those White Claws and yeah. the Cape Lines and the Trulies. 
Yeah, they're easy that. to drink. They're yeah, easy they, to drink. But they 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 get you buzzed too. What's not, in it? It's it's like a beer. It's like a it's seltzer. A se- right? It's a seltzer. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it has With alcohol content. It, right? yeah. yeah. Alcohol. And I think I'm oh, not too seltzer. sure. Yeah. yeah okay. the, I mean, it has alcohol and it. it's gonna get you buzzed, right? Yeah. Um, but I like those. You up, I'm down with it, dude. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this this past trip we took to Colorado, that's what I got. We went to Walmart, and you guys are getting dosed. Or no, we 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 stuck to course Light. I got my. I got my. Getting those Equis. Me and Mike were getting cores, but I also had brought that um that one point seven five liter Buffalo Trace, bro. That's my whiskey, man. That's my go to whiskey right now. See now, now I'm talking about whiskey and all that. Yeah. The ones I know, because those are more like you know, under the radar kind of whiskeys. The ones I know are Jack Daniels and like Crown Royal. Crown Royal. Those are the the classics, I guess. But there's a lot of other good drinks out there, bro. Just like beer. There's a lot of domestic beers and. You know these indie beers, whatever you want to call them, that are pretty yeah. good. You just gotta stay open. Yeah, even I like mean, we were saying earlier, talking about beers, but like there's different ones that if you like, yeah. they got that Pacifico. All these, yeah, yeah. There's not like saying ones. that I don't like them. I'm just saying like you know you don't drink them too much yeah. though because they're they're more. Oh yeah, um, Pacifico is good. I love Pacifico. Yeah, that's good. There's um yeah. a place here in Sugarland. Pacific Coast. Tacos. Pacific Coast. I always get a Pacifico there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how they're all making these... a new Pacific Coast in the Heights as well. Are they? When we were doing that Thanksgiving thing, I saw that they were building it. Pacific Coast. Well, f- yeah. it's probably they gone probably, now. I mean, well, they probably all these started. Businesses. And then, well, that's probably a good thing that they didn't really fully ramp up yet. You know, I have a feeling like you know, once all this settles, or if it ever does settle, it's like all these small businesses are gonna go like out of business. I mean, like these whole like clubs and all that bars. Yeah, I bet you some of them are going to be closed down permanently. Yeah, just because they really uh, can't afford. I mean, how long have, has it been? Like a month. Yeah. And think about how much money they make in like Friday and Saturday. But the good thing about that, it's not like a weekly business, right? It's always like just Friday, yeah. Saturday, right? I mean, because you're not going to go to Washington on a one. I mean, on some a Monday night. I mean, you would go just, just to, they go more to eat. But I'm, there's I, some places that have food, you know. But I'm yeah, talking you're not about gonna the bars. Go to yeah. Kung Fu Saloon on a on a Wednesday evening or anything. Well, at least I don't think you yeah. are. If you're going, um, but bars make up these we- these uh, yeah weird days. It's weird, man. It's weird. Like clubs, clubs are at least here in Houston. I mean, I know there's clubs out there. Obviously, you got the main ones over there, but they're almost non-existent. I mean, you talk about late '90s, early 2000s clubs were the thing. And I'm talking about club clubs where you're playing that. <clears throat> I can't do the beat, but you know what I'm talking about. You're that playing, club music. Uh, Hadaway. What, what is, is love? Yeah, Roxbury kind of idea. Yeah. Putting your blazers on, you know, and we're going to go out and club it up a little. Fist pump, you know. You don't see those too much anymore. It's like they're a dying breed, really. And I feel like bars are getting to that point as well. Um, I, I mean, obviously, you're always going to have a need. There's always going to be a demand. We were just talking about it for alcohol and liquor. So I guess bars will always be in business. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's just weird. I feel like there's something in the air that's... It's corona. We're like in a transition. Yeah, it's coronavirus. Don't breathe. Wear your mask. No, there's like a transition period if we're going to go through. Because it was like clubs, then it turned into like bars, right? Like, And now you're... That's the cool thing. You're going to Woodrow's, Washington, and Midtown. Here, like a big thing that's coming up now is like patio bars, like truck yard and and all these yeah, patio, like these rustic, yeah, kind rustic of. and all that. And it's like really, and we're honestly, going out. Yeah, to, we're paying money I, I to drink I kind of prefer here. prefer that because I mean, we've always said from the beginning we we're not. Play. I'd rather be at a house, like have a house. Party. No, no, no. Oh, okay, I'm just comparing yeah. like bars and like clubs, right? Like mm-hmm. clay and like mm-hmm. I don't know what was that one we would go to a couple times in downtown. 
Oh, Spire. Spire. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like any of them. I, I never liked it. it I mean, because the music's just way too loud. People are like, you're not even there doing anything. You're just like, you you either have to dance. You're either dancing like an idiot or getting wasted like an idiot. And yeah. it's just, you know, I, I prefer. Even, yeah, wasted like an idiot because you're spending yeah. chingles of money. Yeah, and they fucking... jack up the prices there. Oh, cool. And, uh, we went to um, that Latin club, Gavana, and um, – I think it opened. Up I mean, this look, I'm not year. saying I'm not trashing them, right? I mean, obviously well, they're they're I'm cool. Some, they're cool like sometimes, yeah, like playing all that. Yeah. I went and I had, you know, it's it, but I liked it because of the people I went with. And now that we're saying that, yeah, you can kind of go anywhere with as long as you have the right crowd with you. You're and they make it fun. It's you're gonna have a you know good taste in your mouth about that place. Yeah. So no, no, but I'm just looking at it objectively at yeah. the place itself. Yeah. Like what is. If I'm with those same people, it's not going to be my suggestion. Hey, let's go back to this place, right? Mm-hmm. I'd much rather go somewhere where you're playing good music and you can talk and have fun. That's my place, you know. I'd rather do that. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I just feel something's coming up with bars that, like you said, especially now after this corona, a lot of them are going to be shut down. Um, they're they're a bitch to handle, man. You put all the, you have to keep con- they're just they bleed I mean, they, money they man. go they through like um, and then and then the ownership's always sucky you know here in Houston Houston's not a, like a, I mean we have a good nightlife because we're a huge city but we're not LA we're not New York we're not Miami or Boston oh, no, all these places we're nowhere you know? near those things yeah, we're um, we're still a country state dude we're still hey let's go to a house party back with suburbs kind yeah. of thing you know I mean just I mean the little that we've gone out. I mean, there's a lot of places we would go to. They're shut down already. I mean, yeah. what's that one place? St. Danes is closed. Well, that place was garbage. That, I mean, that place, but we would go there kind yeah. of a lot. Yeah, but I mean. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, help your point that bars and all that, yeah. they close, they open and close so fast. I mean, yeah. that what, what's another one that closed? Remember that funny store? I was like, hey, man, Sage County in Midtown. I had went there, I swear, I kid you not. The week before. The week before, and I had a, I had a badass time. I was over there dancing and all that with yeah. this one girl and all that. And I was like, the next week we went out. I was like, hey man, I need to go to Sage County. And I took y'all. Yeah, we, we were like walking. idiots walking across the street and all that. And we get there, that thing gets closed down. It just like boarded up. It looked like a freaking bomb went there's off. There's already like graffiti <laughs> on it. It's like, damn man, what the it's hell like, happened? There's like crime, you know, that crime tape all over it. Yeah, no, yeah, but like cross the line. Even that other bullcrap bar I hated going to, 360. Before that, it was called Gas Lamp. Before yeah, we were going, it was called Gas Lamp. But when we are going out, it, it was 360. And now, now it's Hightower. And now I don't even think it's Hightower anymore. I think it's like Daisy Dukes or something. I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't really. And like, yeah. we're trying, I didn't get well, to that point about earlier. Those, about these bars, especially here in Houston, is you got these rich kids. Or, you know, want to be rich entrepreneurs. Or who knows, maybe they are legit entrepreneurs. And they go and they, they have the money to, to take over, right? The the lease or whatever. They get into business with it. And it's like you really have no business running a bar, you know? So that's when they manage it terribly and they go, they go out, you know? Because, I mean, you look at 360, like it's just or high, whatever the hell it's called now kind of whack you know yes. i mean and kind of it we're kind of being biased because we went there so much and we're kind of just tired of it well we went there so much just because we had underage friends going with us sometimes yeah that needed a place to get I mean, there's so many other cooler and that when you know when you're letting underage people go and you know that place is whack yeah yeah so yeah i don't know then but um it's time it's time for change things change you either it's the way of the world man adapt or but die yeah yeah but change is i mean we're 
talking kind of about that earlier is like um with new year's resolutions and all that it's it's hard to change you know and i don't think i'm, I'm kind of one of those people who think people can't really change i mean they're they're kind of you're who you molded are. already by your 20s it's it's really hard to really and when i mean change i mean like make a drastic change right like your personality you know, obviously you can like we said you know stop drinking coke and drink water and all that but i'm talking more about a philosophical epiphany kind of thing you know like yeah and then i don't know i mean what's your take on that dilemma man i mean i mean like you i mean you've you people who've known i've known you're my brother and all that you're a funny guy who kind of you know Mm -hmm. likes being happy joking around you think you could change like your whole persona i mean and obviously like we said when we go out you change who you are right you put Mm -hmm. up this front but you, when you're alone and you're actually just being yourself, can you be someone other than who you are right now? It's kind of hard, right? Yeah, no, really. I, I mean, because um, well, there's just I would say no. There, well, there are just certain things that are just out of your control, and they're just encoded in your DNA, right? I mean, if you just look at the superficial aspect, you can't. I mean, yeah, you can. Like, well, I guess maybe now you can change your physical aspects, but. Back in the day, you really had no control over that, you know, how you look or what happened to your body. I mean, yeah, you could work out and make it look good, but, I mean, if you got cancer, you got cancer. If you got gray hair, you got gray hair, you know? There's nothing much you can do that. There, there's certain things in life that are you can't avoid, and there are just certain things in you that you can't change. I think they're just encoded in your DNA. But there are different mindsets. You can change your mindset, I believe, you know, as to what you're going to do with who you are, right? Who you are clashing into what you are and what you are clashing into what you're doing, right? There's, there's a lot of different, different factors. Um, so, yeah, I, everybody's always said since I was a kid I was a lot, like really sociable, really loud, always had a smile on my face. And I feel like to a certain extent I still am that. But... I definitely don't think the same way I did when I was in high school. I don't think the same way I did a year ago, you know. So you can change. Um, it just takes I mean, time. Yeah, and you and it's not and it's not so much about the change, you know. It's about and it's gonna sound so cliche and so, you know, overused and overstated. It's almost it is. It's kind of about if you should change, why should you, you know? Figuring out what you do need to change and if you should change it, right? The journey almost, right? Like, where are you going? Where's this all heading, you know? Because if you're changing just to please people, that's not a good thing. You know, you should never, I don't care. What movie is that? There's like, if I can change, oh, Rocky, right? Yeah. Or no. Rocky. If yeah, I can change, Ivan Drago. you can change. Yeah. We can all change. Yeah. Or something. That's when... I think people can do. It depends. Speaking of Rocky, I mean, that that would suck, right? You're over here, bo- Yvonne Drugs boxing for all of Russia, and he, yeah. they turn on him, right? Yeah. That kind of sucks, right? Well, I mean, how would you feel? He was a bad guy. I mean, he didn't care about his country. No, but, like, I mean, obviously, it's a movie, right? Yeah. But, like, obviously, you know, if, let's say you're if fighting. If it was your life. Like, let's say you're fighting Metsu, right? And then, I don't know, some guy from France comes, and, like, the Mexicans start cheering for the French. So you I gotta mean, be kidding How's that gonna right? make you feel yeah, right? Like, you like, sons this is of some bitches. Bull... You know what? You know well, what? That is the guy. Yeah, that's cigarettes. Some beer. Um, that's great. Yeah, with change. I mean, like, what you were saying about the journey and all that, but you also said that um, the you didn't think the way you, you did a year ago the way you think now, right? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. But I'll, I would say, like, yeah, it's different the way you think, but 
I guess the nucleus of, of who Matthew is is still the same. Well, yeah, because now we're getting into kind of a different, right? It depends on what you're asking to change. What can be changed, right? And like physical, obviously. Now right? you're getting to the My philosophical, a lot. like you said, right? The essence of a person. Because obviously you're changing regardless, right? When you're not you at five years old, you're taller, you're smarter, you're uglier. <laughs> no, but. Um, That's true. You obviously underwent change, right? But there's something about you. You don't have the same hair you did when you were five, right? Because it falls off and you grow new hair. You didn't have, Your skin cells are constantly falling and regrowing. So as far as like from a cellular and physical, you're not the same Jonathan from when you're five, right? You're, you're different. You have different cells. You have all these different things. But something about you still makes you Jonathan, right? You're, not as, you're smarter, so you don't have the same brain power you did. But what is it that makes you Jonathan Guzman, right? It's that essence. And then it's that, the soul. Well, yeah, that's what you're getting into. It's the soul. So I mean, can people it's, change? It's weird. I mean, would you say, like, you're 24 right now. Yeah. Would you say Matthew, 24 years old, is a different person from Matthew, 10 years old? If, if Matthew, 10-year-old Matthew was right here in front of you, mm-hmm. what would you tell him? Damn, dude. I mean, that's a deep question, yeah, right? Yeah, these are deep questions. And I'm not dude. making it like all philosophical. I'm just, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get as, I mean, because I mean, when you think well, about it, I don't know. It, I think you answered your question. I yeah. Mean, you so you can change, right? I mean, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, ten year old, ten, what you, ten year old like Jonathan said. is. I would say is he still is, in there somewhere. He, oh yeah, he's he's always gonna be in there. I mean, yeah. when I'm eighty, he's gonna be in here. He's gonna be roaming around. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But I guess because we we do go undergo change, but I'm still the same Jonathan as far as my I guess my soul and all, you know. But um, it's it's weird how life works, right? Like if I mean, because when you think about it, and this goes for everybody, right? I mean, how old you are right now? At some point, you're a little innocent kid, right? I mean, you're probably a little bad kid, but you were innocent at one point, right? You were you had a childhood. And you, I would argue that you were a different person during that time. And I wonder how many people are kind of like, would that little kid see the older version of you and, you know, be like, that's how I'm going to end up, you know, right. am I would proud be, of this guy? Happy or that's proud. who I am, you know, really? Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be doing that. Yeah. And so. Those are deep Those are deep, you know. Those are, those deep, are, those are hard hitting. Something we definitely can't figure out here. That That's what life is, though, man. That's what life is about, trying to figure out these questions carrying you know going through life with these deep questions in your head and trying to find answers to them and a lot of times people don't you can you know but it doesn't mean you shouldn't stop that you should write them off that they're not important just you know no these are the things you need to ask yourself as you go throughout your your daily course of activities right like what's the bigger picture because what the questions you're asking for to go about your daily activities life work and all that you don't need to know the answers to that but when you're looking at the bigger picture, the grand scheme of it all, right? When you actually, when you put it in the dramatic form that it was that jo- there was a kid named Jonathan. He was born. He he turned five. He turned ten. He had all these experiences, and now he's at this point right now, and he's continuing to grow. So where's I mean, it going, man? Where's I mean, it? What's you, it all about? You hear it in the news all day. You know these, you know psychopaths. You know their stories. And he was such a good kid. He was so nice. You know everybody mm-hmm. loved them. I mean, where did it go wrong, you know, that yeah. this guy completely did a 180 or this girl? So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, part it's of it's life, man. part of it's, you know, problems and all that. And, you know, it's, one of the things difficult. is that I also wanted to bring up is you kind of, we're at an age right now, especially us because we're in our 20s and all that, that 
we're living in these moments that are really going to define who we are, you know, as men or as people in general, right? So everything we're doing right now, everything we're seeing, every, how we're thinking is really, it's not going to be too much different when we're 30, that much different when we're 40, 50, 60 years old. I mean, yeah, everybody says you go through midlife crisis and all that. But I guess where I'm trying to get as I was in class before all this coronavirus crap went down and uh, he was talking about health issues and why do people die when you think about it, why do people die i mean because you know you're and the question is like or the answer is when you're born you know cells replicate and all that at a certain point they stop replicating and you start deteriorating cells right you start losing energy your body only has a certain amount of energy and at a certain point you start losing that energy you start becoming more susceptible to diseases and all that so he said but he would say that and i remember i'm bringing this up because you brought it up and it kind of when i heard this the professor the professor say it i kind of smiled i was like hey my brother is right he said as far as disease and all that and your overall health mode you know your body and all that in your 20s and all that at a certain point we've already hit our peak as far as like our health we really can't do too much that's going to really alter that you know like as far as cancer like our our the probability of us getting cancer is not going to be that much different when we're 30, when we're 40, it's when you start getting to 70, 80 years old. But because I remember you said that we're at a point, like in our 20s, that you've already kind of molded your body in a certain way that you've already kind of defined your life as like far as health-wise. Yeah. yeah, you're on a path already. Yeah, uh, so. Every decision you make is, you know. And that's and everybody I, was laughing or everybody was like, oh, you're so an no, idiot. Because yeah. they took it out of context. Because I get what everybody was going against me when I said that. What they were saying was like, yeah. Um, you might, you know, you can still do things that greatly affect it, right? Like now, if I were just to fucking drink whiskey all day, every day, and drink it by the bottle, and fucking eat cheeseburgers and fries, that's all. Yeah, the chances of me getting a heart attack are oh, going to yeah, be a lot sooner. Yeah. But assuming I go about with my normal yeah. daily life that I have been the last 20 years, the way I do it, if that keeps on going, you're kind of set already, more or less, with what you're going to do. And I was thinking more also, like, in the terms of, like, athletic athletes, if you're if you're 25 and you you know trying to get this physique that you you have a t- you have a type of body already you know you can't change it it's really hard to destroy yourself and reinvent yourself physically speaking right but uh, no but yeah man and that, I was, I just brought that up because it kind of ties into the you know not health wise but you know life you know characterizing who we are as people. Yeah. I, I kind of see it as the same identical that, you know, we've reached an age that we kind of already were on a path already. Yeah. And it's really hard to mm-hmm. go away from that path. Because like you said, you can eat cheeseburgers all day. You can drink whiskey all day. And that that's horrible for you. But it's not really going to we, – we're assuming that you you stay on that path, right? You're not just yeah. going to do like a drastic yeah, change like that, right? right? That's uh, I'm, like just like how I'm saying, you know. spike in the grass. Yeah, I'm not going to – start being a bad person right quote unquote bad person i'm not gonna go steal some pe- like stuff from the store i'm not gonna start like killing people and all that i'm you know so that's why i bought up the health wise and, and yeah. all that stuff is change it's hard change to do man and and and, and, and it, it's really hard to whatever path you're on to really go away from that path because like you said with the new year's resolution thing people tried new stuff and all that I mean, for I'm gonna ask you. You know, when you said you were drinking that water, how long after that did you continue that drinking nothing but kid. water? How long did it take before you went back to drinking Coke and Capri Suns and all that? I mean, yeah, I mean, 
probably right. Just because it was so much easier. Yeah. Like, but see, but I think that's the point. I think as a kid, I needed to know that I could set out a goal, and if I really stuck to it, I could accomplish it. And I did for that 40 days of Lent, right? I went, I said, hey, I'm not drinking water. I'm not going to let anybody get in my way. And I did it, you know. And I had the support of mom and dad. They thought, you know, he's doing a good thing. He's in a Well, I know at it. first they were kind of upset. Like, no, you need like yeah, milk and, and orange like, no, juice and all that. Water. I'm drinking water, you know. And um, okay. Okay. He said he's doing it. <laughs> I was over there. And, they, I, and I think they could tell that I was serious about it as well. As a kid, I was really passionate. I was in like. I mean, because you, you weren't like six. You were like 13, right? You were 14, 12. I was like eleven or twelve. I mean, maybe you already had like you know you. you it's not like you're a five year old. Yeah, no. Just I getting nothing water. I was able to make my own decisions already. You kind of knew already, like right and wrong, right? Yeah, I had some sense of right and wrong already. Things change, but you, know, when, you when, say like as a kid you were innocent. I didn't have yeah. bad intentions. Of when that. when when would you say is the age you started really like <laughs> knowing the 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 difference between right and wrong? I feel like I've always known, man. Really. No, no, no. But like you know, you become. I guess the better question is when did you become aware of all this stuff that was around you? Like in middle school, like all, because I'm not going to lie, there, there were some kids in middle school who were ready to like effing and like doing each other. I hadn't, like, that never even crossed my mind yeah. to like. Well, it's just difference all about that being kind of naive. Stuff. Being pure and naive don't always go. Sometimes they do go hand in hand, sometimes they don't. For you, I think you're just naive and ignorant to the things that, of the world. You didn't care about them, you didn't think about them. For me, it was a little different. I did know those things were out there. I just, I wasn't afraid of them. I just didn't want to, I didn't care about them. I, didn't, I thought I was better than them. Um, and then at a certain point, you start giving in. You start giving in to temptation here, there, everywhere there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, little by little, you start giving in and giving in. And then before you know it, like you said, change, man. Before you know it, you're a different person than who you thought you were going to be. So, yeah, man, um, it's not a specific age. I can't tell you and look back and say that right there was when it all changed, right? When you lost your innocence, kind of like, no, man, I, I knew things were right and wrong. Mom and dad, I think, did a really great job teaching us right from wrong. Um, and there's that, um, you know, if you want to get into like a religious kind of discourse that the law of, I, I mean, I'm a paraphrase, like the law of God or the morality of God goes, you know, strikes through the heart of every man or something. Someone said something like that. But kind of it's implying that everybody does know, have some sense of right or wrong, unless you're just like mentally deranged, have some yeah. serious mental health issues. But for the most part, everybody does. And I would agree. I think there's, there's a reason why most people aren't outside just shooting each other or just killing. A lot of people are. But most people, you know, you're not worried that, damn, is this motherfucker going to shoot me? You know, you go down the street and look at your friends. You're like, damn, dude, are you going to kill me right now? It's like, no, because you have faith that they do know right from wrong and that they're going to try to stick closer to doing the right thing than they are to the wrong thing. Right. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And um, yeah, man, it's it's difficult. It's these are big questions. Like you said, good questions to ask. You definitely need to reflect. Um, Like you said, change, man. It's it's. It's going to happen with or without you. Who are you, YouTube? Right? Yeah, you, with or without with, that you. That's a great song. I think I like that song better than one. Everybody says one is their best one song. One life. What, what, he, what does he say? One little, I don't one know. Love, one that's life. a great song, a really too. They have, they have, too um, I like with or without you more. I know, I know one of their album. What was it? Tree of Life it was one of the best albums so yeah. ever. They're, um, the, they're up there top five I would, I would, sure top five no, I don't know about top five of all time 
Well, yeah, they have to be. Who? I mean, board. I mean, now you're talking about music. I'm interested now. Um, who would you put? You know, that your top five. Bands? We're talking artists me, or like, bands? Give me, give me a night to think about it, dude. I'm gonna have to think about that. But they're a great band, like you said. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They they have a, a lot of good songs, yeah, and um, but yeah. Um, wow. It's crazy how music has the power to. Speaking of change, right? There's that old saying: music has the power to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it does. That's what. It, but it all goes back to right. All these questions, you're not gonna answer them overnight. It's a process, dude. It's these are questions that take generations to answer. I mean, if you look at the the history of man, they're still trying to be answered, right? It was it's a drama. It has a it has a beginning and it's going to have an end. And there's all this stuff in the middle, different things, and as we go, as we as man goes and grows, you you learn different things about it, right? I mean, I mean before Christ, it was like what is this all for? People didn't know why you died. Nobody had a real answer. They believed in heaven, like, yeah, I mean, or before even heaven, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't know why people die, why they're suffering. You just got to trust God has a good reason for it. Then, you know, they start understanding there's a thing called heaven years later. Right? It's like, okay, that's where good people are rewarded. So you die because you have to get here. So well, why do you got to die, you know? Mm. And then Christ, I don't want to die. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to die. Everybody wants to get to heaven, right? But nobody wants to die to get there. So it's just, it's just like you said. I think you've told me, I mean, I've heard you say it before. There's consequences, there's reactions, there's actions and reactions to everything. Life isn't stagnant, man. We're all interconnected. The things you do affect other people. And it's the same thing with change. Things other people do, they affect you, man. And they change the way you look at things, they change it. But hopefully you have that anchor, whatever it is, man. God, your family, this podcast, this badass podcast. To uh, kind of hold you on to the good things, man, and kind of hold on, stay true to who you are, because like I said before, nobody likes a sellout, dude. I'll tell you that again. Nobody does. Nobody likes a sellout, and the people who hate sellouts more are the people themselves who sold out. They're going to yeah. come to a point in their lives and like, damn, man, I shouldn't have done that. It wasn't worth it. Because like you said, it. I mean, I painted that picture, that little version, that little kid version of yourself. Yeah. That's who you're letting down. Innocent. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. who you're, you're letting yourself down, and that's yeah. the worst kind of let down, yeah. I think. It's a good, that's it's out a good there. way of uh, reflection, though. I like yeah, right. that, you know, like picturing your 10-year-old kid. Yeah, I mean, have just ever, right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, just, have you ever had, like, a conversation with him? Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, you know. Hey, buddy. Like, my little version, like, that's who I'm going to be? That's who I'm going to be? That ugly mofo? You know what? Just kill me <laughs> just now. Right? Right now. Just kill take me. But, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's great. I like that. And I forgot. I think you're the one who taught it to me. The whole like I'm like imagine your little kid version of yourself just looking up. Would you be proud, or would he or she be proud of yeah. who they're looking at? Yeah. Um, and it sounds corny when you when you explain it, but when you actually get into the nitty gritty of it, when you're actually in that dark state and that dark, uh, not necessarily dark state, but in that those self difficult of serious times. reflection and serious um, thought, prayer, whatever you want to call it. And you put yourself in front of, you know, your past and your memories and even your present and your future, I guess, and kind of compare yourself to that and analyze it and take the time to really look at yourself good and hard. You know, these things, they're serious. You you realize the importance of these things, man. And these are the questions that are life changing. People say, I think people who say people can't change, it's because... One, they probably believe really they can't change? change. And then two, what 
what are you using to change you, you know? Because there are certain things that you don't really care about, you know? School ain't going to change you probably, you know, just the, I mean, just an actual book like on, I, I don't know. I'm getting off topic here yeah. before, so I don't want to go too far. I don't know. I, I feel like, obviously, you know, I'm not going to argue that school is a bad thing or, you know, yeah. hospitals and, you, gotta you know, go, and, my, and, like, all these things that we do on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said right now, school does change you. And for yeah. a lot of people, it can kind of open your eyes to all the bad stuff that's out there. I mean, because, like, you, you, yeah. you, you mean, said. Good or bad, right? Yeah. You can change You and me said that, you know, we kind of knew, because we were good kids. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And. I mean, I still think we're good people. We abstain from a lot of things. That yeah, we know. Like, but you know, for the people who are on, like on that borderline of they can go this way or they can go that way, sometimes you're exposed to things you shouldn't be exposed to or things you didn't think existed. Yeah, you're so and you, know, you don't have a defense, man. Yeah, so. there's this great book I was reading. Um, it was by this by this monk, this Catholic monk, and he didn't even write the book. It was his journals and his nephew after this Catholic monk passed away, his nephew published it because he thought it was just some really great spiritual writings in there. He has this, um, this quote. He calls it that the most important battle or fight that people can do in this life, he calls it the guard of the heart. And I think that was just an awesome quote. Yes, because there's so much things that are going on, so much that so much bad is trying to get in you and take over that it's essentially you're fighting for your own soul every day. And he goes, and the fight doesn't stop, man. You got to get up and you got to do it, and you got to do it whilst maintaining your livelihood, right? You got to go to work, you got to go to school, you got to do these things, you got to go to fucking Walgreens to get, you know, that damn Snickers bar that you're craving that you should have given up for Lent. You rat yeah. bastard. I mean, th- th- no. these whole ideas of work and all this. I mean. Because when you really step back and think about it, as as far as life, you know, what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, and I'm, I'm assuming, you know, happiness and you're doing the good things, right? You're not over there killing people, you know, because that makes you happy. Yeah. Like, in general, you know, happiness and, and good morals and all that. What, what's the point of work? I mean, because you, you can say, Jonathan, you're, you're taking it way too seriously, right? I, I'm not going to go quit my job because, mm-hmm. you know, I can go be out traveling and experiencing right. the world. But sometimes it takes something maybe like that. Like, hey, maybe you should, man. I mean, that, that movie, I mean, one of your, and I like that movie a lot, is Into the Wild, right? Where yeah. he he graduated, obviously, mm-hmm. but he just well, went into the wild. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's a little different situation. You admire his, his, um, his sense of adventure and his, the balls he had to do something like that. And it's one of your favorite actors, right? Uh, it's name? not one of my favorite actors. It's one of my favorite movies, Into the Wild. Who's Neil in that? Hirsch. Neil Hirsch. Neil Hirsch. But uh, the Twilight Girl's on that, too. Uh, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. I feel like there's another big name in there. Well, not a big name, names. but... Um, yeah. Vince it Vaughn was a good movie. Yeah. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that? Yeah, man. The one from if, Dodgeball? If you like the the movie, the book is even better, dude. At first, I thought the movie was way better, but the book Into the Wild, if you read it, you get like the like the actual great... I mean, the movie, did, I think it was a great movie. really did a really good job reflecting the book. You know, when you, you read the book and you... John Crockner, Into the Wild, badass book, dude. Badass book. Um, that's a little different, though. You Like I said, you admire his... his you admire and you envy his sense of adventure and the balls he had to do what he actually felt was right and you respected his his um his ability not to give in to what others were trying to pressure him to do to mm-hmm. not conform right mm-hmm. now there's other issues right he wasn't a very prudent guy he died at the end right so he was kind of going off this ideology a little too much a little too far-fetched right like come yeah. on there's a balance you're going off to one extreme yeah. now evil, but he respected yeah. so hey man i respect you for 
going out there and doing it. You've, I think those are one of those situations. Like, yeah, bro, you didn't you didn't exactly hit the nail on the head on that one, but you got pretty damn far. And for that, kudos to you. Yeah, you know, I, mean, you, you, I think you will be rewarded. Rewarded. In yeah, you you've, you've always been the reader and all that. And I remember you reading that guy Tolstoy a lot. For a while that for a while there, I mean that's all you were reading. And I remember dad one it's day. A, yeah, everybody says that's all you're reading. It's like, well no, it's no, just but, I'm a pretty slow reader yeah, sometimes. So I, if you saw me for a couple of months with the Tolstoy book, it's not because like, hey man, this is the only guy I'm reading. It's just yeah, it's the only guy I'm reading right now because I'm still reading it. You know, it's remember, taking me a while to read this book. It was um I remember one night specifically we're at dinner and you're talking about him. And I remember dad and I hate to get mad because like, you know, you keep talking about Tolstoy and yeah, he might be good and all that. But get like some variety in there, because I mean, yeah. what you're basing it on, you know, what I agree, like, because I read some mm-hmm. of his work too. I agree yeah. with a lot of the stuff he was saying in his literature and some all of that. Some of the stuff was, yeah. But you know, you, you who were we to say that he was right in everything that he was saying? You know what I mean? I mean, I agreed with him, mm-hmm. but it's always good to have like different perspective yeah, on and things that, and all that. that. Was, that's a dad, to open that's your a eyes. And, uh, that's a father's job to make sure your kid doesn't go too far off the tracks. You know that you kind of keep them disciplined yeah. and. Don't let them fall under these. There's a lot of dangerous things out there, man. Dangerous ideologies that people I mean, get that, too I mean, that, that, that's into. That's how it. cults start. I mean, they yeah. follow. They believe in this guy or whatever. Yeah. This he entices cult, you. Something you kind something of hits you, you have that tunnel vision. You know, like that carrot in front of the horse. That's all you're seeing. And anything he or she's saying, I mean, it's all bullcrap. But yeah. you know, you're eating it day in day out. Yeah. And I mean, what's that guy that he he made everybody like commit suicide or drink this and they all died. Like I mean, that's how Manson much they believe. Family and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's how much they believe in that kind yeah. of stuff. And at the moment, you know, Charles I mean, Manson. Church, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And all, you know, and so many different ones. I don't know if he was. I mean, I know for sure he had. A cult I mean, that's kind of scary though. Colts and all that. Yeah, man. How you can be kind of. Um, I mean, have you? Know, I've never really. I've never really that. been experienced. Have you? But have you like, known somebody who's like been in a cult? No. Me neither. I don't. I, don't I probably. You know, if I. Came, came across them, I didn't know they were in a cult. Oh, yeah. They didn't I come out. I don't want to know. I don't care to know. It's yeah. just one of those things that, man. Although there, stay there, away, stay there was this guy in high school, but I think he was a Jehovah Witness, right? <laughs> he would bring pamphlets every day, right? That's not a cult. Though. No, but I'm just saying, but that's yeah. something close. That's the closest I've been to come in, in contact with someone like that. Well, that's not even. Because like, that's uh, like saying, yeah, I met a, I met a Baptist. Well, no, let me just. Well, like, yeah, no, man, because. Not a cult. That's a legitimate religion. No, because he, I, I remember because he told me what he, I was like, you know, what is that all about? And he started talking to me about yeah. it. And the next day we were eating lunch and he brought me like so many pamphlets and he, he, did the same he tried me. converting me. Yeah. Not converting, but he was like, hey, you know, come to, I go to this church, come this Sunday. And I'm like, uh, you know. No, I remember because I've always just been curious and I'd ask him about it. Oh, hey, man, so you guys believe this or what? What about this? You know, and he was giving me the answers. And I was asking a lot of questions. He goes, yeah, I'll bring some pamphlets. I was yeah, dude, bring them. I'd like to read up on it a little bit. And then the next day, he's like, hey, he brought the pamphlet. He goes, hey, and then he, I don't know, he gave like a meet, like a, um, their schedule. Like, hey, we meet every year. Like, come, hey, you try to get me to go, like convert, like he said. And I was oh, and that's when it hit me. Like, damn, you're trying to convert me, aren't you? You see me as a prospect. So I had to tell him right then and there. I was like, hey, man, like, I appreciate all the media, uh, reading material. I said, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to convert to your religion or anything. I said, I'm a full-on Catholic. I said, I just, I'm curious about it. I'd like to know more about it, but I don't think I'm going to be yeah. going to church with you over here. No, because, I mean, he wasn't doing wrong. I mean, he was just trying to, you know, yeah. gain more yeah. people in his religion. But see, I think sometimes people get in too much into trying to convert that you lose you the know. effect. You know, they don't no longer trust you. Like me, yeah. I was like, man, I was just trying to have a good conversation with you. Yeah. So. 
Now, I, now we can't do that because now I'm gonna be under the impression that you're only talking to me because you're trying to convert me. Yeah, one thing know? I remember from when I was talking to him because me and you were talking about the same guy is that they believe that uh, however many thousand are that's the number that's gonna be yeah, in heaven, no more, no less. The, the twelve tribes of Israel, the Jehovah Witnesses, you're yeah, talking about, like 147,000. They, they believe Zion is heaven. Zion isn't that from the Matrix? Was well, that? It's in the Matrix, but the Matrix gets it from the Bible. Dang, the Matrix is great movie that that's that can you want to talk about like religion and world like, philosophy and, philosophy and all that, like that uh, i love that movie it's a great movie that's, it's, where, that's pretty it really gets right you now. thinking i remember after i saw that movie i was tempted to jump out the second story window because i yeah, thought you know this you isn't in. real you know i'm gonna I'm wake up mother after i just well, killed that's myself the idea behind simulated theories right or simulated realities i don't know if you've heard that's kind of what's coming up now is um that this is all a simulation. How would you know that, you know, somewhere you aren't Neo connected to a fucking pod, your brain's connected to a computer, and you're just, you think this is all real because it feels real, looks real, tastes real, uh, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, you're in a fucking computer or somewhere plugged in, right? Mm -hmm. so how do you know? Because you'll you really see don't. Morpheus. You, yeah. you see Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus. You it's just as likely. I mean, that's just an idea. Right? How do you know that, you know, you're in purg you're not in purgatory right now you know that's a lot of people think that we're in that right now because Maybe. you know who knows but that's my point all these different ideas you got to find that anchor dude that like you were saying earlier that core nucleus to who you are and to what you are to what you believe in that faith and that's what you got to hold on to dude don't let it go because that's what's going to get you through all this craziness that we're talking about right Oh, we just talked about simulated realities for a second and then jehovah witnesses only believe like 144,000 are going to zion and which is but it's heaven, heaven, right? 144 yeah. out of however many billion there well, are. Well, from world. what I understand, it's like 144,000 are going to paradise, to Zion, to be with God, and the rest of us are going to live here on earth in paradise. So, like, peace is finally going to so be what, here. So, 444,000 are like paradise squared or what? Yeah, I guess they actually get to be with God in heaven rather than us just living in peace a lower on the lower level. I mean, because, you know, I've always thought about that, like, when the end of the world and all that. I, I think we're coming to that i mean yeah. like we we're talking about advancement right and like technology changing exactly. i think we're getting at a point to like how how much more advanced can we become as society surprise man no I, and i bet you there it's out there already like robots and all i mean remember that movie i robot with real smith or i am legend or something something like that right yeah. well that was like polar opposites i am legend yeah. was like zombies the oh, end like, of no, the world I, yeah i, I, ro I robot was like robots the advancement right? of the but world. i remember watching that movie at the time was i was thinking there's no way this could happen are you and thinking that, about the robots movie with uh, Robin Williams, where he's the, no. yeah, the cartoon movie? <laughs> <laughs> that was the good movie too. I remember he got oh, mad no, at me, but I think I saw it like once. I remember when it came out. I went to Target and go get it. And Did you're, you? Yeah, you were all mad at me. Like oh, I can't believe we had to get off of Target and get this stupid movie. <laughs> and Pa and Dad and Mom and all that we had See, watched that, that night. See, but that was a kid, and you dude. That was a good kid. I fucked up. I shouldn't have told you that. And because uh, all you want to do is. When you're doing that stuff, what you're really you're trying to buy an emotion. You're like, hey man, I'm trying to buy an experience. I want to buy. No, because that I night we watch it all to be together. With mom and dad, I want us to be good in the living room watching a movie. So that's what you really. Want. It was end up and being a pretty good, good movie. Yeah. We're laughing and all that, but yeah. like I was saying was with funny. iRobot and all that. I remember when I was watching during the time, I was like, "There's no way this can happen, right? Robots taking over and all that." But it's kind of scary, and yeah. the more you know, as years go by. The, the chances are that's going to happen. I mean, I remember I was on Facebook the other day, and they had this robot already jumping. 
and like doing actions and all that. It looked like a human. I was like, oh my, what would you do if like, you saw that coming at you? Shit, dude, I shit my pants. I think I would just like give up, surrender. I surrender. Yeah, I surrender. I surrender to you. I surrender <laughs> to Nah, man. It I is, mean, dude. I, we, we probably are. I mean, think about it. Like, where you're gonna you can't have, beat like, a robot. I mean, I don't care how many push ups you, you can't. You're not gonna be able to yeah, take down that robot know. unless you have like a weapon. You can out human a robot, though, dude. They don't have souls. Yeah. But then that's going to beg the question, well, what does a soul entail? Whatever, you know? You're going to give them like a tongue twister, right? They're going to like malfunction, yeah, right? right? Yeah. How much wood could a wood check? How much wood could a wood check? check, check malfunction. Yeah, no, but you are definitely right. You're going to get to the point. We're pretty close, I think. At least I believe to human-robot hybrids like androids, whatever you want to cyborgs, it's, it's kind of, androids. It's already there kind of I mean, with your phones and all oh, yeah, that. Yeah, for like, you know, people with amputees, whatever, they're going to get to the point where they're just going to put a robotic prosthetic on there. That's probably works better than an actual human leg. That's more efficient, right? So it's going to get to the point where people are going to, hey, volunteer to have their legs chopped off and put robotic implants in there. And they're going to be able to run 45 miles per hour and jump 10 feet into the air, you know, just who knows. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's scary. Forty-five miles and then per you hour. Gotta, you got Can be... a human go that fast to begin with? No, I doubt it. Like it's a full-on sprint. Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe Usain Bolt. What does he run? I'm sure that guy can get up to the 30s. Well, whatever number it is, I'm just. I just made up yeah, an I'm arbitrary number. Up. I just yeah. mean they're gonna be really, really fast. Much more faster than a normal average human for sure. It's gonna get to the point where there's only gonna be like certain humans left you know like to be a normal human a homegrown like my mom and dad had sex we're gonna be outcasts i think they're gonna yeah, be outcasts like all these hybrid androids are gonna be taking over and shit i mean now we're just getting talking out our asses right now but i'm gonna be like I the like first I'm, in line to become yeah, an android I know, I'm gonna you're gonna tell your me jonathan what the hell man <laughs> i'm sorry man i'm sorry i want to run 45 miles <laughs> per hour <laughs> and i'll come back the first thing i'm gonna do is like <laughs> beat my ass beat you right? up yeah. kill you yeah just be playing with me. Mm-hmm. See, but if that day were to come, I'll shoot you. Yeah, I'll shoot yeah, your ass. Shoot um, your ass so fast. I mean, because right now we're saying I hope we, I don't leave, we, live we, to see the day, dude. I don't. Think, I think. I, think, I don't think we will. I don't think it's going to be in our lifetime. But I think in, in the upcoming generations, for sure. And that's what worries me. I'm and God willing, maybe Mikey and Savannah, Nicholas, when they're older, if not with them, maybe their kids. Or That's our kids, yeah. Or our kids, yeah. You're like, you're not gonna have kids, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Our you kids need a girlfriend for yeah, sure. Jonathan, you need a wife. You need a girl to like you <laughs> before you. <laughs> John, you need to talk to a girl. Jonathan, <laughs> you need to stop being so damn ugly. Change, please, change, for the love of God, God, change everything about you. Um, nah, man, it's funny. It's good. Yeah, it's important, man. These are important stuff. Crazy stuff. So just kind of stay true to who you are, I guess. That's the best advice I could give yeah. you if I had to. Listen to your parents. Hopefully your parents have good intentions for yeah. you. Mean well. You listen to them. Stick close to that. Try not to bite off more than you can chew. Just go about your life trying to do be a good person, man. Yeah. Try to help out where you can, when you can. But there's not much more yeah. you can do after that, dude. And, and like you are saying. A lot of soul searching yeah, goes into Now that, that we're coming up to the end. It's a lot easier said than done to, you know, just stick to your morals and being a good person. Because, yeah. like we were saying, those times are going to come where you're going to be you know, the trials. You're going to have to. Right? You're going to have to make choices. You're going to have to be. You're going to put. In, you're going to be put in situations where, you know, it's like that Batman movie with the Joker. He's like, you know, why I use a knife? Uh, because they really show you who they really are in their last moments, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, that's true. I mean, honestly, yeah. um, at the end of the day, like on your deathbed, right? It's, it's real easy to, you know, like, let's say you're dying. You know you're dying. 
it's very easy at that point to say, you know, I want to be a good person and all yeah. that. But life is like so precious and all that. Now is when it matters. Now is when it matters. Right now, like you know, exactly. at any moment you can just like die, yeah. and you don't want to, you know, leave yeah. a bad mark. And it's I mean, not even, and it's not even so much. I don't think that at any moment you can die. So you better be prepared. That's part of it. Yeah, obviously, right? Like, hey, man, I don't want to die being a, a bad person. But it's just like, man, don't even think about it like that. Just every second you live, you should try, you know, just doing the right thing, man. That's what it's about. Not so much as like a, okay, I'm good, I'm covering my ass kind of thing. It's like, nah, man, I mean, you can die today. You, you don't know. That's the thing, right? You don't know. So just go about your life trying to make it easier on yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like I'm studying because there might be a test tomorrow. So no, just study naturally, bro. Because when the test does come, it's gonna come for sure. We all know that. There's a test tomorrow. There's God, a test tomorrow. I, yeah. I didn't even study. I didn't even study. I'm getting no. an F. <laughs> Testing you, man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Just be a good person, man. Yeah. Try to be a good person all the time, so it becomes who you actually are, and you're yeah. not putting up a front. You know. Yeah, I agree completely. I enjoy. And you know, by no means are we saying we're you know we're probably the biggest hypocrites out there. You know, talking about all this. And then I'm like, tomorrow said, it's, go, it's a lot easier said than go done. Go boozing, carousing tomorrow, yeah. you know? We're going to so. go buy a fresh, like, bottle of whiskey and get yeah. drunk and all. Yeah. No, but, um, I'm going to go buy um, a robot. <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking all like, you don't know when you're going to die. Well, we do know when you're going to die because when I get my prosthetic leg, yeah, I'm, when I get my prosthetic to moon, leg I'm kicking your I'm ass kicking to the, the moon. head and <laughs> chopping your head off and all. Like the uh, office, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, now chopping Phyllis's head yeah. off with the chainsaw. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I bet you, you you're so tube. proud, like prideful. You would still think you can kick my buddy, even though like I'm part robot now. Huh? I don't think. <laughs> hey man, there's always gonna the be only a reason I would kick your butt is I still have like a heart and all that. I'm there's gonna, gonna, like, gonna feel be a factor, dude. You're always gonna be my little brother, dude. Little brother always succumbs to the big brother, dude. Always. It's always like that, but in most movies and TV shows, it's the little brother who. At, at some point, overcomes the older brother and yeah, proves his the, dominance. Yeah, because the older brother lets him. He finally oh understands God, that, no hey, way. man, for my little brother, I'll make the sacrifice. But You're honest. You, you actually be, think you can, can kick my butt You can be the baddest man on the planet, dude. And when you come up to me, I'm still your big brother, dude. I wonder if we did I always a, have that edge on I, you. I I'm wonder, always going to have that edge I wonder on if we did a survey and we asked people, right, who wouldn't fight me or you? I would say I think it would be right down the middle, I think. You got to look at, there's different factors for that, though. You have a very, you're very impatient. You have a bad temper. So more people are afraid of you just naturally. They, they see you and they're like, damn, Jonathan's an angry person. He has all this rage in him. If him and Matthew fought, that, all that rage would be unleashed. But what they don't understand is just because I'm cool, calm, and collected more than you doesn't mean that I, I can't kick your ass, you know? <laughs> He can't, by the way. He can't. I don't know. Maybe, dude. Maybe I feel. But so we soft we for you. haven't really even gotten into real fights, right? I hope we don't ever. Yeah. Um, That's the point. You want to avoid. I mean, obviously, when we're when we were anything, kids and all that, we never really fought. I mean, no, we, want, we did. We did fight when we were kids. You want to? You don't want to be the guy. I mean, like I said, not because you're being a little biatch or anything that you're scared to fight, but man, with like we're saying, there's so much craziness, so much evil, so much bad going on in the world. Why would I be trying to fight the people who are closest to me, who we love? You know, that's just mm. even more stupid. You're just adding to the chaos, bro. Yeah. If you're gonna fight somebody, save it for the for the robots who come in yeah. and try to kill yeah. you. Save the fighting for those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Though. What do we add, dude? I don't know. We should be coming to closing statements. Yeah, now. I think um, we should. We should. But like, put you a know, the, to this, the to this theme mofo. of this was you know just change, and uh, it's coming I one way or another. Well, I'm just saying we talked about that I a lot. I think the theme was beer. Beer, Dos Equis, and... <laughs> Don't 
change yeah, don't beer. change don't, don't change beer, beer drink you know beer. Nah. when those robots come i'm just gonna offer them beer and chill with them when those robots come you're gonna wish you had a beer in your hand oh yeah taking that ass beating from a robot would <laughs> be a lot easier when you're drunk <laughs> yeah um no but yeah but change i think is coming and uh, i guess we're just you you want to be prepared for that in a good way though. Yeah, it's just try to live a good life, man. I think we should end every podcast like that, right? Same just theme. Live a good life. Just keep living the good life and keep live fighting the good life. fight. Try being a good person. Like I said it before, spread smiles, not frowns. Do good. Listen to your parents. Simple, man. Don't Simple do drugs. Things. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Even though there's like no school. Shout out to Theo Eddie. Right. <laughs> yeah. He would always say that before he would leave parties. He would stay in stay in school and don't do drugs. He'd always say that. I hey, well, that. Theo Eddie said it best. Uh, we're out of here, guys. Uh, what was his catchphrase? I, I don't think he had a catchphrase. No, you just said it right. You said it right now. You said it right now. Stay in school and don't do drugs. Yeah, well, guys, <laughs> stay in school, don't do drugs. This is Jonathan and Matthew. All right, guys. Chief for Guzman. But.